0: 49ers Cutback Podcast time, and Alex has got blue steel. I can't turn left though, you know, (laughs) I can't do it. Yeah, that's a real issue. (laughs) It really is, man, it really is. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know what, this is going to be a lot of fun because we have had some time off, and so we didn't live stream last week, so there is a lot of things that we get to talk about. Um, The chat is already going good. It's lit. It's lit. I like it. It's going to be fun, there's a lot of energy, which I like, Um, and I think this is going to be a very fun episode because we're going to get to Gonna get to have some fun and get talk some 49ers and probably a bunch of jokes with the, the people as well.
1: I mean, there's gonna be plenty of time for jokes, right? I mean we have been gone yeah. a little bit. We took and, and by gone we mean like no live stream. You know, we took some time to just recharge the old batteries because I mean we got a big push here. We got a big push for one K coming we up. We're trying to get there, you know, before end of July now. It was looking like before season, but you know what? This this community has been great. So we're trying to get that push to one K before we get to the end of July. You know, we got Training camp coming up. You're gonna have preseason not too long after mm-hmm. that, and before you know it, we're gonna literally blink, open our eyes, and uh, it's gonna be season time. It is. It's gonna be full go.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we're just a couple weeks away from you know mandatory mini camp. Yep. so it means everyone will be there. Um, even guys that have been injured will be there. Even if they don't practice, they'll be in the room. We'll be able to see what they do, and you know, just kind of their interviews and stuff like that. I think everyone's looking to get a glimpse of. You know Nick Bosa and some of these guys coming back. So I think those are going to be fun things to watch um, coming up. And you know what, the 49ers have been busy because they've been signing, cutting, signing, cutting, um, just really enjoying what they're doing and their moves. Uh, I like it because I think they're basically trying to figure out who's going to fit where. I also think that part of the reason that they're moving guys around um, is because they've had these injuries, and they have need to have healthy bodies out there. Um, to be able to catch the ball. But I don't think they are secure 100% with the 12 receivers that they have. They're going to try to make sure that they got guys. Um, Alex, what did you think? Were you super excited when they signed Jones? Andy Jones, that is. I mean, <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> I mean, if we're putting it mildly, yeah. no. They really haven't done anything too crazy in the last few days. Um the the Pruitt one, I mean, the, the Pruitt one kind of gives my my viewpoint on the Jones one, right? It's it, it's it, they okay. did it.
0: I'll, I'll be honest, they I, did it. I like the Pruitt signing.
1: I like the Pruitt signing too. But this is again, this is another one when the Pruitt signing happened. I didn't realize there was going to be like fifty percent of the fan base that was going to just absolutely lose it because they are like dead on for them bringing back Delaney Walker. Yeah. Um, Jeff Wilson goes down. They're dead on about bringing back Frank Gore. Like they really, really yeah. want both of these guys back. And I don't think the McCall Pruitt si- Pruitt signing takes away from the Delaney Walker possibility. I think it's just a right now thing. And it's it's good for the blocking aspect of the game because he is a really good blocking tight end. And we all know, all know how important it is for our tight ends to be able to block in this system. Yeah. This is a run heavy system. This is a run first system. If you don't run the ball well. Uh, you know, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to get this this going in the right direction. It's not as hard when you got Jimmy on the field, mm-hmm. but if Jimmy's out hurt and you're going to ask Trey Lance to sling the ball 30, 40 times a game, you're setting him up in a position to fail, right? And, and it's the same position that we saw C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins fail in this last season. So you have to be able to run the ball effectively, and you got to have a competent passer. Trey Lance is a more competent passer than those two guys, and Jimmy is definitely a more competent passer than either of the backups right. we had on the roster last year, anyone still on the roster currently at the moment. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, you know, Michael Pruitt I thought was a good signing because obviously this is pushing Charlie Warner. They're looking at Warner and they're asking the same questions that we've been asking. Why do you spell your name like that and why can't you catch the ball? <laughs> I think those are big questions that he has to answer. You know, and in OTAs, he's running the wrong routes and he's struggling a little bit. Um, he did put in the time working out with George Kittle in the offseason. And I think that they're expecting more growth from him and they haven't got it. So now they bring in this guy. Michael is a definite improvement over Daniel Helm. So you've got that. Do I think Delaney Walker could also come in? Yeah, I think this is a good chance for them. They had him come in for the, the tryout and they checked out his medical. You know, they've seen what he looks like and there could still be a move down the road. Um, but this was a good signing of Pruitt because he's a very solid blocker who has better skills right now than warner in the past game which i think is um a good sign because i mean right now dwelly is two and then what you know what i mean after that you're kind of worried because warner hasn't it's, developed There's not
1: there's not a lot there after no. two and even even the drop off from one to two is fairly drastic yeah um it's fairly drastic and i, I think that's part of the reason why you and i both kind of have Maybe a video coming up here in the next, I don't know, maybe this upcoming week that you all should probably check out in which we're going to dive into a little bit more some tight end options. We don't want to go too in-depth in this chat mm. right now uh, because, you know, we don't want to take that away. Yeah. Uh, Niner John Burr says, Hope Bosa is going to be ready to go for the the yeah. season. We agree with you there. And listen, I don't think there's any reason to doubt Nick Bosa's readiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything seems to be on track. There hasn't been anything too crazy. I know 49ers fans have been losing it a little bit about the the injury report that came out and some of the names yeah. of the injury report. But none of it seems serious.
0: No, and how much of this is just them getting to this point where they're like, you know what, let's not push it. If You're having little things, little injuries. Don't push it and get hurt. Um, the other thing is this is completely normal, especially during a mini camp or OTAs um, because these guys are not used to playing football. There's a difference between being in shape, which all of them are in tremendous shape, and doing their off-season drills, and being in football shape. Just doing football things, it does you know put work on your body. Um, I think anyone that remembers playing football, even with it, whether it was youth, high school, college, whatever, pros, you are going to be sore and you're you're going to feel it. Sure. Your cr- the cramps are coming. It's it's nothing you can do about it. Um, and those are things that people just have to get used to. Is these soft tissue injuries are going to happen, and you just have to you know, rest it, get over it. There's no reason to push them now. If this was training camp, maybe some of them will push through it. If this is the season, they would definitely push through it, but don't read too much into it. Um, there's no reason to be like, oh my gosh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are just so injury prone. Let's not get into that during the off season. Worry about that if you start hearing about these injuries late in training camp, not early in training camp, but late in training camp.
1: No, that's that's fair. I and mean, that's what it should be, right? That's what the focus should be on. That's what the... Fan base should be worried about is those yeah. types of things. Um, because listen, at the end of the day, some of the stuff that came out, the Raheem Mostert, the knee stuff, yeah. people freaking out. Uh, look, it's not it's not surgery worthy.
0: Well, don't you think they're probably just being cautious?
1: I would be cautious. He had a yeah. he dealt with a knee sprain last year that kept him out of games. I yeah. wouldn't be overdoing it right now. It's OTAs, folks. Yeah. This isn't mini-camp. This isn't preseason practice. This is OTAs. This is just this is the this is the time that teams are using to get the rust off,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because there's a difference between being game ready, right? Like being ready to play in an actual physical game, mm-hmm. and building yourself up for it. Every process is is a ste- it's stepping stones. Like when I yep. was coaching, you know, we had your preseason conditioning, then you have your preseason practices, right after that. Yep, and then you get into your your actual roster you made your cuts all that because you've had your prep work building up and you have all your off season work and all that great fun jazz that you do but all of it is a build up it is to when the serious stuff happens Mm -hmm. and when guys got nicked up and dinged up in preseason workouts or preseason conditioning or preseason practices there was that's when I guess maintenance days would come into effect as a coach. Yeah. That's what these guys are doing now. You're an OTA, you're not even in the preseason work. This isn't even like conditioning sessions right now. This is just you're installing the basics. The fact the fact that the Niners have basically almost every single person on their ninety man roster at these OTAs. Yeah. Is insane. It's nuts because you have teams that don't have thirty guys.
0: Yeah, right. The Seahawks have what, like almost forty. I mean that's just not good. Not good. But I mean when you're looking at it too a lot of people that don't understand how these camps work and that's why people are complaining about Jimmy Garoppolo oh he only threw 9 passes in 11 on 11 and 7 on 7 and Trey Lance only threw 12. Yes, that's because these receivers have to run all these routes. That's why you have 12 receivers. You have five tight ends. You know what you, you
1: what are you saying sir?
0: You what? load up on all this stuff so that way you have guys to be able to run. That's why you have 90 man rosters in in preseason because there's so much time and so many reps that have to go into it. You just need to keep these guys fresh. And that's, that's really what's going on. That's why I don't blink about injuries now, but if we get to the end of training camp and you're starting to get guys that are, you know, kind of falling off and getting injured again, then those injury concerns come back because then we have to worry about those guys playing in week one, which we need everyone healthy in week one. But I think the 49ers are smart resting guys when they, when they need to making sure they try to get everyone as healthy as they can. Um, and just take care of these soft tissue injuries now, so they don't turn into something else later.
1: No, no, Joe, I agree with you there. You know, part of the reason they drafted the two running backs was depth reasons. You know, and you're trying to shoot They're up you. against injuries. They've had injuries at the running back position. Um, l- listen, though, I, Gary, I don't know if I agree with you there on that. You can only get in shape for a sport by playing that sport.
0: That is a hundred percent true.
1: It's hundred percent true of in the sense of like doing those things, but you can emulate. Those things, and not not by playing the sport.
0: It one hundred percent. No matter what you do, it in the off season, there is a transition period when you get onto the field, the court, oh, whatever, where you are getting into that sport shape.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah, but you can emulate those things you by can. doing certain activities that replicate those things. I, what I'm saying is, that you don't have to play the sport to get in shape for the sport. Well, but you have to train. Yeah. You have to be specific about your training.
0: I don't think he's saying that you. You can't – he's think, saying you're getting so in a, a certain amount of shape as possible. But, I mean, let's be honest. If you're out running routes against DBs, yeah, they can be somewhat physical with you during the offseason. But now you're in, in there with somebody that wants to do really well and is pushing and pulling on you with pads on. True. That's a completely different thing. Your body does you know, change and do things differently when you're in camp. So it is different getting in football shape. I don't know how many times I would tell the kids that I coached, you, we would run and we would work out over the off and then they would come in and, coach, we didn't work out hard enough. I'm dead at practice because you're not in football shape yet. But guess what? Once we got through like week one of the games, good, they were never tired again. Yeah. Oh, I'm good. I don't even have any. I'm coach. I'm not tired. I can play the whole entire game. Yeah,
1: I know. yeah. Oh, no, so I'm aware. That's doing, that's how it works.
0: Learning. That's how it works. You know, and that's what that's what's going to happen with these guys too. But people from the outside in aren't going to realize that that's what's going on.
1: No, and they're going to they're going to jump to conclusions, and they're going to freak out a little bit when they see certain types of things, or especially when they see names on yeah. rosters, because that's the that's the big one, right? People start seeing names popping up on injury reports. Yeah. I know Jalen Hurd was up on there, and people were freaking out, oh, there he is
0: again, already on
1: there, and it's like, okay. No, well,
0: he's still on there. I mean,
1: he's still on there. Because they're
0: bringing him back. From the ACL. Yeah, they've had a plan. From the time he got hurt, they established a plan and a timeline to bring him back, and it's still a part of that plan. There's no way they ever planned on him to be participating in OTAs at all. You may see him at minicamp, but more than likely, you're going to see him at training camp. That's the first time we're going to get a glimpse of Jalen Hurd on the field.
1: No, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. And that's, that's kind of what it, what it should be, right? That's kind of what they should be. Yeah. In.
0: Monica's asking how old are the guys. We, we coached guys that were high school.
1: It was all high school.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was high school.
1: All high school. Yeah. Good stuff, too. Good stuff. And I'm trying to work on this overlay here to see if we can't uh, get this chat back going so we can get him up on the screen. That way I okay. know that we are noticing him. Um, but while I'm doing that, what do we got next on the docket, good sir?
0: What I'm sure Dum Dum thinks you coach, Ants. Wait, say what that no? one? He said some Dum Dum probably thinks I coach Ants, basically. Oh,
1: yeah. No, totally. <laughs> totally. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. no Agreed, Tommy. Definitely Ants. Yeah. It's not his name. No. I probably at some point should throw a label up there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there with it. It's all—it's all good. We're building the champs, um,
0: building. But I mean, you know, the Forty Niners—you know—they're also bringing in. Have you seen what's his name, Javon Katoy or Katoy or Katoy?
1: Katoy, I think so.
0: Yeah, uh, six foot five, two hundred and thirty pounds.
1: That's a big dude. He's huge. That's a that's big. that's a very. Of big course,
0: he's been playing like what junior Canadian football. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the expectations are there. You know what I mean?
1: I, I mean, I think if you're if you're the Forty Niners, right, it's just a, a big body guy that you're trying to develop. Yeah, but that's what you're. That's what you want. That's what they and they've shown they've been willing to do that, right? They've been going after that and targeting that. So it's a guy that has potential. But I mean, practice squad, right? This is what he's going right. to end up most likely being on is a practice squad guy, um, because I just don't I don't know if <sighs> this is his first NFL team workout, correct?
0: No, he's had several. He's had several
1: he's a protected practice squad guy then
0: yeah i I think he's a he's a guy too i think some teams are taking a look at to see if he could develop into tight end maybe Uh, but i'm not sure if he is going to ultimately make it but they're bringing him in to take a look see if there's anything there i mean he's making the run he's going through all the teams he is so i'm not sure if he's really really a guy that they're going to sign but
1: i mean it's it's one of those things at the end of the day where at this point they're going to be bringing in a lot of people they're going to be bringing in a lot of names and you're going to see a lot of chatter about people they may go after and target people they may be looking at. Right, we already got the Delaney Walker stuff. You got 49ers fans pitching for Frank Gore. Bring him home. Bring him back. Let him go. Yeah. Like we need we need to do this, especially with the injury to Wilson. Even though we drafted two running backs and probably don't need to go after any running backs at all. Uh, and you signed Wayne Gallman, so I mean they're they're set at the running back position. Um, but tight end names are going to be a big one for sure. Uh, don't be surprised if there's another cornerback coming here in the near future. I think they're just going to wait it out and be patient because there's still teams who could cut a guy, right? They may be willing to bring in and swoop up at some point. Yeah. Um. And, and don't be surprised about receiver mm-hmm. because injuries happen all the time and something could happen to a guy and who knows? I know the Niners have been low on OT uh, on receivers and OTAs so far because of some injury stuff and nicking stuff and they're just trying to keep some people, you know, safe. Uh. But it's leading to my bold prediction of a sleeper who could make the roster. Mohamed Sanu has been tearing it up in OTAs.
0: Yeah. Well he's getting a lot of reps. They said he looks good. Um yeah, I think Mohammed Sanu can definitely make the roster.
1: And I think this is what kind of what he needed. He needed he needed some opportunity to shine and show that, you know, he's recovered from the
0: Achilles. Like he's he's had time to get better. I'm curious what happens when we get into training camp and everyone's out there. And, and how everyone's the peck, healthy. Yeah. How the pecking order starts looking. You know, who's who's doing what and what roles are they used. Um that'll that's gonna be interesting to see. Um, just how how they how they figure that all out because the receiver position is going to be one of the most polarizing of training camp. trying to figure out who plays where and who does what. Um, but you're right, those are the positions. The other one that I started hearing uh, about because I did hear about Frank Gore. Um, I think we've made it clear that though we love Frank, we don't think that he should be on this roster. No. Um, I think that his time, you know, if, if a team gives him a shot, great. But I, I don't think the 49ers are that team.
1: There is definitely a team out there that can give him a shot, and that he has a, a he has a, an important role with. It's not gonna be a Super Bowl contender though. Yeah. It it just it just won't be. Um he's not gonna be able to contribute enough. He's gonna take away touches and opportunities from a player who is gonna have more impact on that offense. Um, maybe the only team that has maybe playoff aspirations that I could see him fitting in or filling a role in would be Chicago. Uh, And that's only if something happens to one of their main two backs and one of them goes down with injury. That would be the only way he sees the field. He's going to have to play for a team that's not competing in which they have a young running back and they're not trying to overload the workforce on him because they have to rely on their running game because they maybe don't have a competent quarterback or receivers or their defense is terrible and their, their offense is playing a lot of snaps. As the only way Frank Gore is going to be making an NFL roster this year. Yeah. And it's not because it, – he's not a bum by any means. He just – he's old. Yeah. He's just old. I know. I'm not old, and I move about as fast as Frank Gore.
0: I, I think this – him kind of reminds me of the Jerry Rice situation. Yeah. Where Jerry just kept finding places to go, and finally someone had to tell him, like, dude, you know, you're just, done. It's time. And I think that's where we're at with him. Um, the other one that I've been seeing brought up is, I know the Niners signed James Burgess. They did. At linebacker. They did. But once again, people are calling for Quan Alexander. It's true. You know, and Quan at a cheap price, is he is he better than the guys we got? Um, you know, Nathan Jerry's been hurt. He's having the Achilles thing going on, but they said he'll be ready for training camp. So do we think Quan is still a possibility?
1: Listen, I don't think it's improbable.
0: Yeah. Quan...
1: Um, Kwon- Oh, Quan to San Francisco makes so much sense in so many ways. Number one, the familiarity with the system, um, his comfortability with that defense already, um, and the success that he had with that defense. He was yeah. a great linebacker on a great linebacking core when healthy. Uh, and it's going to be on the cheap. Yeah, It's not going to cost a lot of money. So that's the thing right now with San Francisco is you're trying to find a way to keep things to a minimum, the impact to a minimum, how much you're spending on these guys and going out and getting yeah. more if you're making a trade. How much cap is that taking up this year? How much cap is it taking up in the potentially in the future? Um, they do have a lot with Western Richburg retiring. You freed up what
0: nine million next, next year? year? Nine point two million. Nine point two
1: million next year. So, you know, having a guy that you can bring in on like a, a cheap deal this year and maybe a little incentive next year, if you wanted to keep him around for two years, you have some money to play with. So it makes sense. Um, he fits with the scheme, and the system. Yeah. And if you want to become a more aggressive defense with more blitzing, Quan is a guy who can blitz. He's shown mm-hmm. that he knows how to get pressure. Uh, and when he's healthy, he's a solid tackler in the open field, especially, and he's really, really good in coverage. The question is, have the injuries taken a toll? Because if I, they've taken yeah. a toll on him, and he just a step slower, uh, you know, how much, how much of a contribution can he have on the field?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I've seen some of his his videos. You know, his off season workouts. He doesn't look bad. I mean, I don't know how fast he really is, um, but he's an improvement over some of the guys that we got. You know, I don't know if they think he can start over Aziz, but if they think he's better than Aziz and Nathan Jerry, then you should bring him in because he's better than them. As long as financially he doesn't ask for too much money. Um, I did see Tommy say his Burgess Meredith. Um, yeah, no, Mick is not playing for the 49ers. Um, get over here, Rock. and Mickey loves you. But no, um, whoa, that was interesting and now overlay okay and um but i did watch some some uh, burgess video and i was breaking it down you know trying to see how he is and um you know what he's definitely towards the back end of that depth Uh, as far as talent wise right now i think that he needs to develop um he's a developmental guy somebody that can help in special teams um but i wouldn't go out there and say that was a big time signing so um, overall, I think he's a solid player, but not a guy that's going to be a game changer.
1: No, and that's that's fair, uh, and that's kind of what we did with that little short. You know, you guys had sent it over and said, "Hey, this just happened. Can you do so? Can you do a little short for it?" That was kind of my thought process and feeling on it, having just looked at some of the stats and just looked at some of the impact that he had on some of these other teams. He just hasn't done a lot. Yeah, um, and it's a guy that you're willing to take a flyer on. It's not going to cost you a whole lot of money. And if you end up cutting him, there's not really going to be a cap hit that you're going to have to pay. You're going to have minimal damage. Um it's just a way to push the young guys that you brought in, in all honesty. Um, it's a guy who's a vet, vet, vet experience, right? He's been in the league before. He knows at least what it takes to make an NFL roster. And so you're going to bring a guy like that in because it's going to keep those undrafted guys, especially just on the up and up. And again, it just goes to show that the Niners aren't, they're not entirely, I wouldn't say they're not convinced. I think they know who their two linebackers are. I think pretty much everybody knows who the two mainstay linebackers are. But they're not comfortable with just sitting pat and standing, standing foot with where they're currently at with their roster and the pieces that they've had. They're trying to find ways to, even if it's just a small upgrade, a small upgrade is better than no upgrade. Right. Or, if a guy's taking a step backwards, a downgrade. So, for me... It just makes sense for them to be doing stuff like this and making making these type, types of moves because you've heard me say it tons of times, and I used to preach this to my kids all the time. Every year has to change. Yep. You can't come in and do the same things the same way every year. The Niners went out and re-signed almost all of their players, and now they're doing something that, in all honesty, I, I don't think I'd seen them ever do before under the Kyle Shanahan era, right? They drafted running backs, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they went quarterback and O line in the first two rounds. They didn't address their defense. Okay, I mean that's that's just unheard of in the Kyle Shanahan Lynch era. Mm-hmm. They're doing things slightly different this year, and it's because they're shoring up and hedging all of their bets. And now they come in with their linebacking core. They sign two undrafted free agents, and all of a sudden, whoop, there's a linebacker signing, and whoop, there's more guys on the market who they can still go get. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go after one or two more, or try and target one or two more. Uh, that ninety-man roster between now and the time that mandatory, you know, training camp starts and everything else starts, before mini camp start, I mean that ninety-man roster can still change a whole heck of a lot.
0: Yeah, San Francisco said about um, Burgess. Said, if you watch the highlight tape, pretty much everything is him making plays, sacks, interceptions. Correct. A lot of times, look at who the quarterback is. It's a backup. It's in the last two minutes of the game. There are times that it's it's early on, um, and he does he does show flashes in coverage known, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but to me he's just not somebody that I think is is starting worthy. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. Maybe he'll maybe he'll play better. And then I seen Monica and Megan both asking why we thought Julio hadn't been traded yet.
1: Listen. <laughs> Everyone's losing their mind about this, about the Julio thing. All right. I've been watching a lot of different podcasts last week during our, our break period. Just seeing what other people are talking about seeing what these other teams around the league, you know, what their talking heads are saying. And all of them are like, I can't believe Julio's not dealt. I can't believe Julio's not dealt. Why is Julio not dealt? Uh, Because why would you rush to deal a a high demand... I mean, it's not... Yes, there was a cap saving on June 1st. You know what doesn't happen on June 2nd? The cap saving doesn't go away. It stays. There's no... The incentive was to deal them after June 1st. Not to deal him on June 1st. So the fact that all these people, again, <laughs> he's talking heads in the media, Ant, right? Yeah. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen on June 1st very shortly. They've been saying that for weeks now. Yeah. Weeks. We're three days past June 1st. I don't see an inkling of this guy getting dealt anytime soon. It's going to be a few weeks. And it's because people are still trying to gauge what someone's willing to pay.
0: Well, that's it. They're trying to get more out of more out of teams. 100%. That's why Seattle got brought into the picture. The Rams got brought into the picture. They're trying to get more out of the 49ers and the Titans. The Titans did not offer a first-round pick. No. Nope. Which makes this next part hard for me to say because Josina Anderson was the one that was saying a first-round pick had been offered. Peter King came out and said, oh, I haven't heard that. But now she's saying that they haven't got offered more than a mid-round pick. So what is it, Josina Anderson? And so that makes it like, do I believe that it was a mid round pick? I'm, I'm, it's a mid round pick. It's a mid round pick. If it was a first round pick, guess what? He's gone. It's
1: done already. Yeah. It wouldn't make any sense to to wait on Julio. Maybe we can get a first and a yeah. third. You're not gonna wait for an additional third round pick when you can get a first for Julio Jones right now at this point of his career. Yeah. That's a that's a no brainer deal.
0: I mean, let's be honest. They're probably gonna get less for Julio Jones because everyone knows they need to move him. Then they're gonna then they got for Mohammed Sanu. Oh yeah. and the thing is oh, yeah. is they they are they can wait all the way to training camp. That's when they need to sign their rookies. that's when they need to make these deals. So they have until that period that time period to make this deal. So July is the the, the deadline that where they can move Julio mm-hmm. and along the way though other teams are making moves and, and doing things and you know what's gonna happen? Some of these teams are gonna price out. We already heard Rams are gone, Seattle's not as interested as they were. Um so right now the only ones I'm hearing still are the Niners and Titans and we have no idea about the Niners because no one knows about the forty ers It's true. The Niners could call tomorrow and be like, hey, third round pit story pick. Want it?
1: Yeah. I would do it in a heartbeat. Heartbeat.
0: The Mayhew heartbeat. the Mayhew oh. move gets us Julio Jones. Mayhew leaving, that'd oh, be great. I'd
1: give him a call, right? i would send him an email. Thank you. Send him a tweet. Yeah. Send him a quick tweet. Hey, call, call the
0: team, appreciate it. You know hey, we're gonna send some bagels that. over. Cream cheese is free. No worries for you.
1: <laughs> one spread. One spread. You don't get two. Everyone gets one.
0: Uh, let's be honest. If I, I, I had the same feeling as Sac Francisco when I saw Jones, wide receiver Jones of the 49ers. It was like, oh, my gosh. And then they said his first name. And I'm like, oh, Andy. Yeah. Andy. I mean, yeah. who's that? I just took my shirt off and sat there depressed. <laughs> I literally just sat there and was sad. like, what do you mean? Like, is that like? Who's that? Does he have his name written on his, the bottom of his boot, too? Was, oh.
1: <laughs> I thought it was Andy Lee's uh, twin brother yeah. from another mother. I didn't even that's know who I
0: he was. It. I mean, let, let's be honest. I didn't know. I think there's still going to be more moves in the receiver room.
1: I don't disagree with you there. I think that's actually the most likely, right, is, is a receiver. The, is the next thing to do for the 49ers is a receiver. Um, and, Tommy, you asked, how excited would I be for Julio Jones? You didn't get to see me take off my shirt on the draft. Because it was just more of a sigh of relief that it was Trey Lance. Because the only way that shirt was coming off was if it was Zach Wilson. You will see a shirt come off on this podcast if we trade for Julio Jones. We will go live.
0: Ugh.
1: I will... I'm not going to do that. But we will go live. <laughs> and my shirt will come off with excitement. Because Julio Jones to San Francisco, uh, that, that would be the move of the offseason. Yeah. That would be the best one of the best moves of the offseason. I mean, it's not even close. Trading up for 3 looks like mere peanuts compared to Julio Jones to San Francisco for a mid-round pick or two mid-round picks. Yeah. Or, or our entire all of our mid. I'm picks.
0: I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that most I'm going to say most because there's going to be people that are going to not there, like it.
1: There already are. I've I've we've we put out a little teaser on Facebook and sent it out to some of the groups just to get a feel, and I'll tell you what, it was like 50-50. I'm stunned by how split the 49ers fan base is. Everyone talks about faithful. You the name Julio Jones and the Niners got trading for him, and it's like, why would we want an old guy who gets hurt all the time? I'm old; I get hurt. Why well, don't they trade for me? No, no. You don't play football. Are you comparing yourself to Julio? Jones? What are you doing? Stop he's, it.
0: He's played 14 games in every season except last year. Last year At least was 14 la- games.
1: Last year was the, the, the outlier. He had one other game. He had one other season where I think he only played five or six. But here's the key: he had like 600 yards receiving in five yeah. games. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, there's on. no... It's Julio Jones, and then there's like a big well, gap. After l- that, let's be honest.
0: If you put Julio in that offense with the talent that they have, Ugh. it is the most impossible offense to stop. I mean, you're you're talking about record-breaking offense. These guys could be just completely nasty. Record-breaking. Yeah, I like it. It would be it would be insane to watch because the, the things that he could do because. Jalen Ramsey would be locked up with Julio Jones. You're getting everyone's best cornerback on Julio Jones. And then all these other guys are going to be able to operate against the second, third, and fourth best DB on the team, which is not good. I mean, can you imagine Debo or Brandon Ayuk against their nickel corner? That's a that's a, that's a win. All the time, that is a big-time win for the 49ers. You think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now... Take it to the bank? You can take it to the Aaron Banks. I like it. Yeah. I like 100% it, 100%. Um, and also, uh, our our guy Sac Francisco, he he said that you're ducking him on Facebook.
1: I am not ducking him. I don't know what he's talking about. So I'm at the look at he that. Sent
0: you a friend request, and he said you didn't approve it.
1: So I gotta I gotta take a look at that. Uh, I don't uh, use my own Facebook page that often. So yeah. I apologize, Sac Francisco. I'll get right on that. I'll get right on it.
0: Yeah, how dare you!
1: I literally only use Facebook to post to our. When I was back That's and, what I use it for share. too. That's about it. That's literally it. That's literally it. I don't use Facebook. I, think, for I go on
0: there and send some birthday things. Yeah, every once in a while, happy that. birthday. It's it's every
1: you know. Yeah. Every like, it's not often. It's not often. I literally just use Facebook for this. Yeah. I'm using I mean, Facebook. Thanks, Facebook. I appreciate it. So,
0: Richburg, Richburg retired, and I mean, we kind of touched on it. We're but, not
1: surprised by that.
0: No, but it's really good for the Forty ers because it saved one and a half million this year, yeah, and then the nine point two next year, which is great. Which is great because,
1: especially with the salary cap going up, what twenty two?
0: Yeah, well, it, the the ceiling is going to go up close to $27 Twenty seven. That's right. Yeah, the ceiling can go up close to twenty seven million, which means, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, the 49ers aren't going to have that much. They won't have enough to sign Julio. Well, if if uh, uh,
1: guys, if, it's called restructuring. He's look. not. He he will. He's already said he wants to go play for a contender, right? That means he's willing to take less money.
0: Well, they could void the third year of his contract, you know, and all that. But that's too. It also a lot of people are assuming. Well, they only have this much. But James Garoppolo is still on the roster next year, as far as his money still counts. Mm-hmm. If James Garoppolo is not on the roster, you're saving over twenty five million dollars on top of what on you, top of what you're already going to have. You have plenty of money to make it work.
1: But here's the thing: I, I the more that time passes, now
0: don't, don't say it. I know where you're going. The
1: more time passes, chat.
0: No. No. eh,
1: James Garoppolo is staying next season. No, he's not. He's staying, dude. He is not staying. He's staying staying
0: next season. Jimmy's window is this year.
1: Listen, we're going to win a Super Bowl this year and then he's staying next year. That's what's going to happen. I'm just, I'm telling you. No. It's what's going to happen.
0: I don't care if he wins the Super Bowl. He's not going to be the quarterback. He's going to be the quarterback next year. he's not.
1: Chat. I want you to save, clip this right now. Clip it. Because YouTube added a clip feature. Click this moment right now. Save it. Send it to us. So that way when it happens for the first time in the history of I Win, which is Ant's game in which he always wins, he will lose. He will lose. No. And I'll have you to thank, chat, because you clipped the moment. No. It'll live on forever. and I was going to say infamy, but that wouldn't be infamy. That would be uh, just for me.
0: You, you realize now, you've put yourself in this... I always
1: lose, though. Answer doesn't matter to me. I got nothing to lose. I always lose. You put yourself on this
0: hill that you're going to get a TAF moment where I'm going to be able to be like, you don't understand football Whoa, at all. That's not... Listen, that's
1: <laughs> not what it is. It's just my support for Jimmy Garoppolo. It has nothing to do with football. It's just my support for Jimmy. Well, I appreciate Jimmy, your support. Jimmy is, my, Jimmy is my redo for Alex Smith because I didn't want what happened to Alex to happen to Alex. Yeah. And so now I'm projecting all of those fears onto Jimmy. Garoppolo. <laughs> well, that's what's happening. I'm having Jimmy. Yeah. P- I'm having Alex with PTSD over here. I,
0: I think he can keep his job if he plays really well this year. He can keep his job for this season. But I, I think at some point you're going to start hearing the whispers unless he plays fantastic. If he plays, if he wins an MVP. Well, even that. If he just if he's having 2019 like numbers, he'll be fine. I agree. With the 49ers you. think they can win a Super Bowl with him. And I mean, since they got I, there, I tend to I agree. agree. Yeah. Um, but if, if he's struggling at all, I mean, they won't put Trey in a situation to do bad, look bad, or get hurt. Um, so they will just wait. But I think that there would be a push at that point.
1: No, I, I, I agree with you there. 100, 1000%. 1, we'll go we'll go 1000%. I won't even stick with 100. We'll go just yeah. way over the board. Way over board. Just like I've been doing with most of my Jimmy takes. It's fine. <laughs>
0: Um don't judge. One guy I don't know if, if you know much about him, but I saw him get released by the Chiefs yesterday was Kamale Correa.
1: I don't know that much
0: about okay, him. Okay, so he's an outside linebacker. He usually plays in the 3-4, which we talk about a lot. Um, yeah. He spent some time with Tennessee and he's been with he was drafted by Baltimore. Um he's was a second round pick out of Boise State. Uh he's he's big and physical. Um, you know, he's 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 a pretty impressive athlete. But the as soon as he got cut, the first thing that popped in my mind was, well, the 49ers should take a look at this guy. I mean, he's got some ability. Um, yes, he got cut by the Chiefs, and, but the Niners play a different scheme than everyone else. Very and true. Putting his hand in the ground every single down. Um, when he played with Tennessee in 2018, he had three and a half sacks. And in 2019, um, or was it 2018? 2019, he had five sacks.
1: You are you are on the dot, sir.
0: Yeah. You so, I the mean, dot. the the guy has some potential there mm-hmm. where you're looking at similar numbers to what you got from – Ebucom, mm-hmm. So you're like, maybe the Niners should take a look at him. He might he might Second be somebody they could, also, yeah. Yeah, they could take a look at. Um, I, I thought, as soon as I saw his name, he was somebody that stuck out to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, and the, you can could, you could make the argument all you want that, you know, because uh, I'm looking at his stats right now, right? Um, there's, after those two, the 2018-2019 campaign last year, right? He had the two teams he was with in Jacksonville and Tennessee, but he only played nine games last year. Yeah. He was dealing with some injuries. Uh, and he's probably not 100% recovered, which is probably why the Chiefs decided to part ways. So maybe with time, this guy could come in and contribute. I I don't think adding defensive ed, edge rush depth with this team right now, especially in camp, is a bad idea. This is actually a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think linebackers, edge rushers, and receivers, those three positions right now, adding depth to those positions, and tight end, those four, those four specifically, those four positions, it just makes sense. You're hedging your bets in case there's injuries, in case something happens, getting guys in, familiarizing them with your system. Because even if you part ways with them and they go on to other teams' practice squads, you can still, if they're not protected, sign them off the practice squad and you don't have to worry about them having to pick up your entire system. They know the basics. And if they know the basics, they can function on an NFL roster.
0: Well, and he's still a guy that, let's be honest, was drafted by Baltimore. Also true. So Ozzie Newsome, which me and he doesn't miss on talent very often. Mm-mm. So they saw something in him. So maybe getting into a scheme. You heard uh Ebicom this week talk about the fact that he no longer has to read on the way to the quarterback. He's just going. Which gave us a very good idea of what his role is going to be, right? There was a lot of questions: Is he going to be an edge pass rusher? Is he going to be an outside linebacker? Uh, and and now yeah. we know by what he said. Yeah, you know, I mean, we be... this is what we thought, but he's going to be going. And he's going to be going full speed, which means yes, his numbers are going to go up in a big way. It's true. Which I'm excited about. I'm excited about him, but I just thought this guy would make sense for the Forty ers possibly, you know, to bring in.
1: No, I, I agree with you there, and and listen, um, you know. Again, this comes down to just understanding basics of the system and, and success and how it's been had in San Francisco with Chris Kisarek. Yeah. Kerry Hyder away from Chris Kisarek is a, a guy who's probably out of the league in two or three years. Mm-hmm. Kerry Hyder with Chris Kisarek just got himself a nice fat payday. Yep. Right guy, right system can lead to things that you didn't expect before. 100%. Um, people talk all the time about system quarterbacks, Right. Guys who are in the right system fit really well and have a lot of success, but the minute you remove them from the system, they're not the same guy anymore. Yeah. That has happened plenty of times in this league. So being a, every position player it can be the same exact thing, right? You can put a guy in a situation where he wasn't having a lot of sex, su- success before. You get him in with the right coach who understands what his strengths are, the right scheme that asks him to play to his strengths and not to his weaknesses, and all of a sudden you get a guy who goes from, you know, no production to he just can't seem to put, he seems like he's overwhelmed and lost on the field to man, everything clicks. What happened? How did we miss? How do we not know this? It's because you were asking him to do too much. Yeah. Do less. Don't do too much, do less.
0: Are still doing too much? Do less. Yeah. Okay, you gotta do more than that. Alright.
1: <laughs> I like you, Kudu. Yeah.
0: What's it stand <laughs> for? Chuck. Chuck. Um, yeah, I seen I see Tommy ask the question who will have the most impact on the 49ers D line. Uh, Ebucom or Kinlaw
1: this is a debate right here this is a debate because both guys could have huge years Damico Ryans is already hyping up Javon Kinlaw as he should is he hyping up Javon Kinlaw though Ant because Javon Kinlaw is going to have a big year or did like Javon Kinlaw walk in with like a dog in his mouth or something <laughs> and looked at D'Amico Ryans and was like I'm ready to go and he was like this dude's a psychopath I mean either one of those things is possible Ebukam has the heads uh, the the advantage for me here, and it's only because he's been in the league longer. He's already a more developed pap- pass rusher, and that's what he's going to be asked to do. He's going to be in on more pass rush downs, mm-hmm. and I think Kinlaw is going to do great and probably going to be an amazing run stopper and put up some godly tackle for loss numbers and some sacks this year as well, but there's going to be a lot of times where Kinlaw is asked to just eat things up and not make the play so that Warner can make a play. Armstead can make a play, Bosa can make a play, Greenlaw can make a play. And it'll be less about... Kinlaw's production is going to go up, and it's going to probably skyrocket up, but it's just not going to be what Ebukam's numbers are going to be because Eb- Ebukam is going going in there, like you said, downhill. Gets You don't have any reads to make. Go get the guy with the football who's dropping back to make a pass downfield. Yeah. And I think he's going to put up more of those godly numbers, or gaudy numbers, excuse me. Uh, and so it's going to overshadow Kinlaw a bit.
0: I think that if you're talking first and second down, it's going to be Kenlaw. If you're talking third down, it's going to be Ebucom. because I think Ebucom is going to be very successful against you know the pass, just like you were alluding to. And then I think as far as the run game, Kinlaw is going to be a beast and on a different level. Um, also, I think Kinlaw's numbers are going to go up because uh, also in the sack department because they're going to be running from EbuCom. They're going to be running from Bosa. And they're going to have to step up into that pocket where Kinlaw and DJ Jones are going to be waiting, where Eric Armstead is going to be waiting, and those sack numbers are going to go up. So I wouldn't be shocked if Ebicom didn't have 9 or 10 sacks this season and we still thought Kinlaw had a better season because he had 7 or 8 sacks and he had you know, a heck of a run-stopping ability.
1: That is accurate indeed, my dude. Very accurate. Look, I, I mean, at the end of the day, this defense is going to be able to feed off of each other, right? That's the thing that we know with 100% certainty. Uh, you have too many weapons, too many pieces, too many guys with too many strengths, yeah. and you can play them in a variety of ways, that it makes it too hard to focus on any one guy, which is what happened a lot last year with all the injuries. You were able to focus on Armstead. You were able to put Kinlaw in tough situations, right? You were able to isolate your linebackers in space because yeah. you didn't have too much to worry about in the interior, um, You know, and then you were fine with Kerry Hyder going out there and making two or three plays a game because it just wasn't
0: enough. But it was also the best you had. Also true. I, I see that, you know, also true. Um, Fable said, not sure how low you, Ed Bacom may be in coverage a bit. They will at times. I think a zone blitz, yep. but let's let's be clear. He's been working with Chris Kisarek. That is. He
1: has not been working with the linebacker. No,
0: he's been working with Chris Kisarek. So he's working on D-line moves. He said they told him to stop reading. I mean, they're basically just telling him, "You're really fast. Get around the corner and go. Go be fast. This is going to be the best situation for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's had seasons where he's, you know, came close to, you know, five sacks. This guy can get double digits. That's how talented he is. And he's going to be playing opposite of Nick Bosa. Oh, I mean, this guy is that's so nice. This guy's going to be going against the second best tackle on the team, not the first best usually. And that's going to be big time for him. I think he's going to skyrocket and the numbers are going to go up early in this season." Don't be surprised if this 49ers D-line doesn't completely overwhelm their first two opponents and Evie Com doesn't walk away with like three or four sacks. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, like this guy's on pace, you know, to how destroy could the, it.
1: How could the Rams just not?
0: Like, Part of a system, not, right, scheme. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. They, did,
1: they, don't, they didn't need him in that role. That's not what he, he was yeah. used for. That's not what his responsibility was.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as far as Fable, you know, was saying, um, we also think he's going to be used in coverage on zone blitzes and mm-hmm. stuff he'll drop out he'll he'll take running backs um he'll probably jam tight ends off the line sometimes i mean that's the yeah. that's
1: the one i think he's gonna be you're gonna see most prevalent right is having a guy like Kwan williams in the slot pressed up like he's gonna be running bump coverage on a guy like he's man matched up and manned up yeah bringing him off that edge having Ebu come rough up a tight end coming off the line and then drop out in the space
0: well and they also right had hider go to coverage they've had nick bosa go into coverage um, so they will they've definitely do it with somebody just, that...
1: They've also just had Nick Bosa make it. They'll also picks. do it with
0: somebody that runs a freaking 4.540. That too. Oh, by the way, that guy I was talking about earlier, Korea, 4.6. Dude, do, do it. Right? I do like it. the athletic guys. Do it. I do. I well, like and it. And
1: that kind of speed off the edge, you, just, you don't find that in defensive ends typically. Like Not every, not every DN is running 4.6s, 4.5s. It's just not a thing that they're doing. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can add a guy like that with that kind of speed, who knows? Maybe you're right. Um, you know, that that's what's going on.
0: Yeah, uh what's up to Blake? Happy birthday to Blake. Turning six years old. That's big time. You old, man. Yeah. You're old. I don't you're know not, about you're I, don't not know, old. I don't know about the whole Saints thing though. I read no, that.
1: But he's six, right? He's got time. Yeah. He's got time to figure it out. Listen, yeah. come over to the this is the light side, right? We're not the dark side. I
0: don't know. We're the we are the Empire, so yeah, the Empire.
1: Come over to the dark side. It's fun over here, my guy. It is. It's fun. We don't have like a lot of dark stuff going on. The only person doing dark things is Kenny with the humor in the chat. But that's about it. You know, it's a lot of fun. Other than that, hundred percent. Oh, big time, big time. No, I'm really excited about that. And you know what, Korea, you know what? The the more you say it, I, I definitely need to go watch film now. Yeah, I, I want to do some film study on this dude because if the speed is still there, again, it's just another. It's another potential weapon in the arsenal for this defense. And, if, again, if something happens and a guy goes down, you have a, a, another speedy guy you can bring up off the edge who you can take time to develop. You don't have to rush, on, rush him onto the field. And he's still young enough. He's not an old guy.
0: Yeah. He no. dropped
1: what, like three, four years ago?
0: Yeah, he's a young guy. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's somebody that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with. On the cheap? You know, it, it, somebody's going to pick him up. I just kind of hope it's the 49ers. Please. Yeah.
1: San Francisco, what's up? Make it, make it happen. You can, do it, you can do it before Julio. But if you can get Julio do, too. Do,
0: do you, do what, what percentage would you put on the 49ers getting Julio?
1: If I had to give like a percentage number, like an actual number, I would say that it is about 25%. No, 27%. Slightly above a quarter. Um, they're competing with other teams. But there's also a part of me that doesn't believe, honestly, that, that Atlanta is ready to pull the trigger yet. So until that happens, well, it's hard to give it a, give it more than a quarter a quarter of a percentage.
0: They're waiting uh, the fact to waiting for a good deal. The fact that they haven't made a deal makes me think the Niners are still involved. Oh,
1: I agree with you there.
0: That the Niners are at least in the realm of possibilities. If
1: you had to make me put a percentage on the amount of of opportunity that the Niners are going to be doing this, uh, I, I would say that they're hundred percent still involved. Yeah, in the in at least the trade discussion. There
0: is absolutely no way Kyle's not keeping tabs on this.
1: Dude, Kyle is every night he's probably texting Julio, hey man, Only three more days until I get to see you again. yeah, <laughs> it's just sitting there I mean... in bed at night he's so happy, oh man, I would absolutely love love that, and you know it would be even better if that were true if Kyle were actually just sitting there in his bed at night, he's looking at his wife, she's like had to practice <laughs> good day. she's like he's like good, but I can't stop thinking about Julio. It,
0: what did San Francisco ask? I see him saying that he was. Asking about a 4-3, having all those beasts on the field at once will be uh, treacherous. Is he talking about running a 3-4? Is that what he's talking about? I think he's
1: just talking about all the different potentials uh, Potentials with Evacom on the field. If it, I think he was asking more, is Ebicom going to be a linebacker in that 4-3? Do you put him in a linebacker for, for coverage purposes? Mm-hmm. With the additional pieces? I mean, listen, that could 100% happen. You could do something like stick him in as a linebacker, right? Right and blitz him off the edge, or just have him play coverage. I mean, you could do that, but is that what his day one role is going to be? No, I don't think so at
0: all. It's going to be off the edge. Right, you're talking wrinkles. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I'm, I'm trying to think of it and put it all in my head, you know, just like all the different guys.
1: They could, it, like, In a situation where they run like a 5, if they go to a 5-2 look on an obvious rundown, you could see him on the field as an outside guy who could drop into coverage if they give the right look.
0: Yeah. You could see that. I mean... I think it's going to be they're going to bring four or five guys, you know, all the time. Oh yeah, you know. So I, I do think oh, yeah. there's going to be situations. I think I'm most excited to see what will happen if D Ford's healthy. You know, just that alignment, getting him out there with Ebucom, with Bosa, with Armstead is just ridiculous. Um, there's no speed rush like that in the NFL. None. No. There's nobody that can touch it. Not even a little bit. Not even. So, not even a little bit. Could we see wrinkles where they give more of a 3-4 look? I, I don't see why not.
1: Listen, I think at the, at the end of the day, right, it's already kind of come out that D'Amico Ryans is looking to make this defense into his own. Mm-hmm. He wants to, to mold this thing a little bit into the D'Amico Ryans image of what he wants to be as a... As a uh, I saw that. <laughs> Hi, Kyla, you're funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 D'Amico Ryans' mold, he wants to mold the defense, right? Yeah. He wants it to be his own thing to an extent. He's not going to like go full ego trip on this. Mm-hmm. Um but that means I think part of it is is separate how do you separate yourself from sala? You be a little more aggressive with your blitzes, a little more creative with your packages, not be so stuck in the cover 3 mold. Those are the ways that he's going to be able to accomplish it and get it done. Yeah. So don't be surprised if you see some 3-4 looks in certain situations. If you don't see some more man coverage. If you don't see some more creative blitzes or just more blitzing in general, that wouldn't shock me in the slightest.
0: Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of different stuff. He said he's going to put his wrinkles and his stamp on the defense, which I think he is. Um and it's going to be it's going to be very fun, you know, to see. I think it is. It's going to be fun to see what these guys do, what he's able to come up with, what creativity he has, where he can send guys from like I I honestly think anyone could come from anywhere at any time as far as blitz goes.
1: If D'Amico Ryans is able to diagnose defenses at at an insane level for a rookie defensive coordinator, does his nickname become the Dr. D'Amico Ryans? I don't know. I
0: don't know. I don't know what his nickname is going to be. It's going to be the Doctor. I think it's got to be fluid. Something's got to be fluid. Like, we just got to let it happen.
1: It's going to be Doctor.
0: And as far as, as, far as the horse <laughs> goes, since Kylie asked about the horse, the horse is going out of town. He so is. He, he is not in the vicinity at the time mm-hmm. of this, so he will be going somewhere else. True. So he's on a little trip. We hope he stays safe. He's
1: on the road again. Yeah. He can't wait to be back in studio again. I promise you that. I promise you that. 946. Congrats, guys. Lou. We appreciate that yeah, a man. lot. And Gary is right on it again. Uh, uh, Stream, Streambots, our special, Gary, our special Gary prompt. Hit it, Streambots. Take care of it. Thank you so much for doing that. I, it's, it's great <laughs> when Streambot does what it's programmed to do. It's too bad it's not helping me with the, uh, the old chat on the screen.
0: Yeah, that's not working so good. No, it
1: hasn't been working today. I'm not, I'm not very happy with that. We'll have to, we'll have to call tech support because we totally have that. Totally.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, anyone that has any questions, to start throwing them out there, we'll start answering questions as we as we continue to talk about the 49ers. Because mm-hmm. I've really been, you know, enjoying the questions, um, and that everyone's been been saying. So,
1: yeah, I agree. There and yes, David, D'Amico Ryan does look like he can still.
0: Oh, speaking up. of that, did everyone see Daryl tap?
1: Yeah, that that was savage, dude. Yeah, that fire off on the bags. Yeah, on the sled. Oh, ho, 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 I saw it.
0: I saw it on. Ho, ho, ho. I saw it on IG. You know, he he's hitting it. and I mean, he got off quick, super quick, and dude. people were like, "Oh, Fortner's defensive assistant line coach has got some skills." It's like, dude, that's Daryl freaking Tap. Like, he's good. He played in the NFL for twelve years. Like, he's not a joke. No, heck of an edge rusher.
1: No, I, I mean th- that D line group looks like it's having so much fun. Oh yeah, by the way, so much fun. Oh yeah. I would, I, I think outside of, outside of the quarterback room, and for me specifically the quarterback room, because I love watching film, and so getting in a room with Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance would just be a lot of fun for me personally. Yeah. That would be the position, that would be the position group that I'd want to spend all of my time with at camp, is that D-line group, maybe the linebacker group as well
0: yeah maybe for me it's the lines it's the o-line and the d-line d-line specific that's exciting also the wide receiver position because we have the unanswered questions about jalen hurd uh travis benjamin jawan jennings but they haven't been going so far muhammad sanu that's true so i mean there are a lot of questions because we don't know who's going to be three so i think the niners have questions and things that are fun to talk about i know who's going to be three muhammad sanu no jalen hurd no Julio Jones. <laughs> Julio Jones would be one. That would make what? No, Danai or Debo three. No, he's three. Oh heck no. He's three. Now you're tripping.
1: No, because one A,
0: one B, and one C. You have three ones. Well, then they're all ones, and we don't have a three. That's right. It would just go straight to four. That's right. <laughs> um, I seen Jag asking about the injuries. Um, Jag, don't be concerned about the injuries. This is normal stuff that happens with these soft tissue injuries when you're first getting back into football shape. Um, you will see them come. It, it happens a lot during OTAs and a lot during mini camp. Uh, hopefully when they get into training camp, you will see less and less of these. The one you should be concerned is if you hear these at the end of training camp. You start hearing these towards the end, um, you know, when you're in the preseason games and you're hearing about guys being hurt, then that's when you should show concern, but not during OTAs. Um, it's just not something that it, it, it's not something to worry about because this stuff happens all the time. All the time. And it's just, it's, it's heightened for some reason Injury talk is heightened around here more than ever with people talking about it. I think we're just so – we're kind of feeling the effects of the of, you know previous years of injuries, um, and it's kind of skewing our, our outlook on it. This happens at teams all over the place during this time, but no one really has to worry about it. But I think also – I do think our, our media, our local media kind of blow it up a little bit um, more than, than, than most. Do you think? Do you oh, think? I,
1: I think so. They haven't been doing that at all like this entire, entire time. Yeah, uh, they haven't been. I've seen Gary ask us too about
0: what's your opinion on Javon Katoy. My opinion is I saw very little film of him. I watched some to get familiar. Um, he, to me, he's not somebody that's ready to do anything in the NFL for the next couple years. Um, I would actually be surprised if they signed him, but if they did, I would think it would be in the tight end role.
1: that's that's my thought and that's because tight end has been the focal point So most of the guys they've been bringing in have been offensive weapons right they've been looking at wide receivers they've been looking at tight ends so if they're bringing this guy in and there's no real position for him it kind of has to be that has to be the direction they're at least leaning does that mean that's what it's going to end up being no but you know what you don't do at the nfl level you don't come in without a position and then bounce around from position to position while you try and figure it out he's going to have to fit somewhere for them to even sign him to a roster well he's
0: a similar size as peterson so i mean that is what you're looking at um but i think that they had a guy on the roster last year uh that was better than him one of your guys mr poindexter that's true um than him that's nowhere i don't think he's on a roster
1: sean poindexter is not doing anything currently
0: i see uh not not great not great oh kenny's asking about us having a call-in show i think that's something we can look into you know, we'll have, have people call in. I, I think that's something we could look into. Um,
1: that's kind of, I, I mean, it's something that we've discussed and we've talked about, but it just hasn't been something that we've we haven't executed.
0: We haven't executed. Well, we haven't gotten into it yet. We kind of have stages in which we're we're moving forward, and that's something we see in, in the, the horizon, but we haven't got there yet.
1: Correct. And, and in all honesty, guys, we want we want to make sure too that we we want to provide other ways for you guys to communicate with us. Um, but it just comes down to having the things in place, right? And we don't want to stretch ourselves too thin and try and do what some of these other shows do already um, and not do it well because we've watched other streams and other content creators try and do these types of things and expand into something they're not familiar with. And uh, it goes really, really badly. And that's the big thing for us is we want to make sure that if we do this, we do it not only right but better. We want to do it better than other people are doing it
0: because yeah, it it I mean,
1: wouldn't make any sense for us to just do something someone else is doing or to expand on something if we're not going to do it to the best of our ability.
0: Yeah, we have to be able to to be able to operate it well, you know, and we we'll, we will get there. There are lots of things that we're taking our time on making sure that we roll it out um, when we're supposed to. This has been a a build that we've been, you know, working on and, and meticulously doing things the right, you know, the right way that we feel um is best for the show and that will um, eventually be the best for all the viewers. So I think that's really what we've been working on. But things are going to come. Things are coming in stages. It's true. Um, I did see Rob's, Rob saying, uh, is Horse picking up a sandwich?
1: He's probably going to be picking up quite a bit of sandwiches.
0: I, I'm, I'm sure he's going to eat a sandwich. He does enjoy sandwiches. He does. He likes the sandwiches. He does. I
1: don't think you guys you, I think we're underselling.
0: Yeah. Let me, let me be – he loves sandwiches. Yeah. I mean, if, if Subway would like to give him some sort of a deal, I'm sure he would take a, take it, you know, to give the whole Happy Gilmore. Talk about a hole in one. I'm pretty, sure, about a whole I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he would do that. Um, Megan's asking, "Are we going to try to go to a game?" Um, yeah, I mean, I think we are. Uh,
1: we've definitely talked about it. We've discussed. Uh, but again, it's another one of those things where if we're at a game, it is NWL yeah. time. Uh, if we're at a game, we have this. Yeah, we're working out those details. Yeah. We're working them out.
0: We're guys. working out, and I see Jay in the Bay's in the chat. What's up, Jay in the Bay? Shout out, Jay. Always appreciate having Jay.
1: Hey, uh, Jay, check your Twitter DMs after this ends. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. Uh, so that is that is true. Cut back in the crew. Definitely, Jay Ellie. The crew, the crew's all here. The crew's real, and they're here, and they're here in force, and they're all they're all chatting it up, which Wish is awesome. Love. Chat is always going good, which is fun. That's uh,
1: always a great time. Uh, look. It- <sighs> I don't want to get away from what Jag said earlier because Jag had brought up the injuries again and I know he had come in a little bit late, but there's nothing to fear. There's nothing to worry about. Like you said, at, at the end of OTAs, at the end of training camp coming into preseason, if we got some of these injuries still lingering and lasting, yeah, that's when the, the the worry button needs to get that panic button, that meme, right? Where they're smashing the panic button. Yeah, Panic, not panic, and they go for the panic button. That's when you hit it. Right now is not the time to be hitting the panic button. Um... Here's the great news: They haven't been referring to these things as maintenance days. Yeah, right. These aren't maintenance days by any means whatsoever. Expect them. These, I, I mean, less, uh, Yeah,
0: Herd, uh, yes. yes. In training camp, you. Yes. In training camp, you're going to see. That's why they're going to have so many receivers. Some of these receivers are going to have days off. Yeah. Ayuk, Debo, Jalen, Hurd,
1: I want probably start, Travis Benjamin. I want to start the season with all three of those guys healthy. For the love of everything oh, yeah. good and holy in this world. Please, please. I think we'd all like an on-site show, even just one. We get it, Megan. <laughs> you want me out of the house. You don't want me around. You want me at a game. I understand, sweetheart.
0: Well, I think, I think we would like an on-site show. I mean, I would love an on-site show. You know, making it all work. I, I mean, let's, uh, let's be honest. It's, it's something we've talked about. It's something we're interested in doing. Um, but once again, we're not going to do it until we are ready to do it. Correct. We 100% need to be able to pull it off. I mean, we, we, we have need to be able
1: to, it needs to stream well, right? Yep. It's got to be clear. The audio's got to be good. Uh, we want the stream quality to be good. The video, yeah. you know, we don't want it grainy and nasty and you guys being like, what are you saying? It's really windy over there. All oh, the glare, the glare from the sun off the camera. I can't tell what you guys are doing. I can't see it. <laughs> we don't want any of that. Like right? We want it to be clean. We want it to be concise. We want it to look good and we want it to be fun. Because one of the things we've been talking about is if we do something like that, having other people there and around yeah. to partake while we're there. Hundred percent. I mean, that's that's another thing that we're thinking about. So there's a lot that goes into the planning. There's a lot that goes into that kind of stuff, um, and we're gonna we're gonna try and make sure that we do it good. Yeah. Well, no, not good. Great. Great. But let's be honest. Great. It's gonna be try. We're gonna try and make sure it's great, and we're gonna try and set a high standard for it.
0: Yeah, we're grinding on all that stuff. We're meeting about sure. it. We're talking about it. We're planning things. Um, JLE is asking if we talked about Michael, Cole, or Michael Pruitt, right? Yep. Um, we did talk about Michael Pruitt. Um, Shout we, out, Kevin B. Yeah. we Thanks for the sub, Kevin B. We appreciate it. Um, we do re- very much enjoy his blocking aspect of Michael Pruitt. Um, I think the question is the passing, but I think this is the Charlie Warner. That's what we were talking about. Charlie Warner and him are the guys that you know are kind of the same. So I think right now he's that guy pushing Charlie Warner – the question is: At some point, do they look and maybe Delaney Walker wasn't a hundred percent yet? Do they look later and be like, you know, we need to bring in Delaney Walker too? Um, I know Grant Cohn's talking about how buffed Dwelly is. I mean, that's his new thing: is that Dwelly's buffed and Dwelly's put on some size. Um, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call him buffed. He put him next to George Kittle; he doesn't look buff. But if they bring in Delaney Walker, that that could be nerve. That could be make nerves for nervousness for uh, Dwelly. I would be nervous because. I mean, let's be honest, George Kittle already put uh our guy in tight end you already. And he's not even on the team. He did he just tried out. So Delaney Walker's already in there. I know. So I think there is a possibility <laughs> of later on Delaney Walker, maybe right before training camp, kinda when we got the whole um Jordan last year. Yeah. You know, we could see that happen.
1: And there could be another move at tight end and you should hit that subscribe Uh-oh. button right now so that, you know, you're here when that video goes live and premieres. Message. I don't want to spoil. I spoiled stuff. I'm trying not to. Sp- it's just exciting. You know, yeah. we, we start talking about things. I get excited. I can't control myself. I let spill an episode. And, you know, there goes the surprise. Sorry, I don't want to do that.
0: Well, I think people like to when they know what's coming up. That's true. Yeah, then, gonna, they, then they can get excited about what's coming up, the future videos. And I, stuff. I, is that
1: permission? Is that permission to spoil? I'm still leaning on Eifert for receiving tight end.
0: Tyler Eifert, huh? No, Eifert? Eifert? Yeah, I mean, he's still out there. He's going to be cheap.
1: He is going to be cheap. I don't know, man. I don't know. I've never been a big Eifert fan, to be honest with you. I really haven't. Nothing he's ever done has been to me. i I never watched Tyler Eifert play and been like, whoa. Man, Tyler Eifert. I'll tell you what, man, that guy, whoo, whoo, I've never, that thought, those emotions, he doesn't elicit emotions from me, he just doesn't. So it's like, I hear Tyler Eifert, it's like, okay, cool. It's like when we signed Michael Michael Pruitt, I was like, oh, okay, I get it, I understand. It's just, there's not, I mean, outside of the, I said it, right, he's been on more teams than stats, so.
0: Yeah, but he's using a specific role. I think that's what you're looking at, is the role he's going to be using Mm -hmm. in San Francisco. Which is
1: blocking. Yeah.
0: And they need it yeah unless and Charlie I don't Warner and I don't can, trust I don't trust Charlie Warner yeah maybe not yet not yet he's got
1: a lot he's got a long way to go to earn my trust he
0: definitely didn't impress last year and he didn't impress in the blocking which no. I thought he would I thought he was going to dominate in the blocking well
1: that was the thing right he told he talked about how he wanted to mold himself after Kittle in terms of the the loving of the blocking and wanting to make that those sacrifices and be that type of player and I just didn't see it I gotta know the good head of hair like the oh my you go to a Niner game in a hat I have in the past, right? If day games especially, I'll wear a hat. Yeah. Day game, wanna block the sun. All that. Night game though? Oh heck no. I'm letting these, these gorgeous locks flow. Gorgeous locks. Gorgeous. Okay. They were longer I could do that, but they're not. I haven't rocked a mullet since
0: like ninety-six. It's out in public, so you know what's happening. I'm wearing a hat. True. And no, I'm not bald.
1: I do. Uh, Megan is correct. You are not bald, not even close. No, no. Actually, Ant has a nice, luscious locks of hair. Also, it's there's only one of us that's bald. He's not here. No. <laughs> He's not. He's on the road again. <laughs> uh, and yes, Megan is correct. I do have a closet full of hats. I actually collect them. Yeah. I actually, collect um, original logoed NFL teams hats. If you know of a place that's selling, like I need a Broncos, the original. Logo. I haven't been able to find one yet. Find one of those. You could, you know, let me know if it's, if it's a ways away, I need some time to get there. So maybe, I don't know, stall for me, but other than that,
0: other than that, a lot of people are enjoying your head of hair.
1: I, uh, it's weird. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. It's a tube.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it's real. It's real. <laughs> Luckily we don't have a fan right on you. Oh gosh, man. Oh gosh. J uh, Jay, Jay Ellie, take it back. Eifer brought me many fantasy football victories. I've never drafted Tyler Eifert in fantasy football for that specific reason. He doesn't give me the feels. I haven't either. Ant doesn't
0: play fantasy. I don't play fantasy football. No, not even
1: a little bit. Not even a little bit. Ant thought about playing fantasy football and then realized it wasn't yeah. worth it.
0: And I just carried on living my life.
1: <laughs> just <laughs> carried on just doing what I was doing. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, goodness gracious me. So, yeah, no, I, mean, I, I'm just ex- I mean, I'm just looking forward to seeing what other moves the Niners have left in the tank. What else they're going to be doing. Because they're not done by any means. Oh no way! Not even a little bit. I don't think either of us feels that way. I know horse doesn't feel that way. Um, I would be surprised if there's any Niner fans that truly feel like there's not another move still out there that they're going to make, whether that's Richard Sherman bringing him back, whether that's Tyler Eifert bringing him <laughs> in. <laughs> I'm just kidding, JL. I don't like him. I don't dislike him that much. Uh, or or whether that's you know the Julio Jones trade or trading for another guy, going out there and picking up someone else or. If another team cuts a player, because there's still teams out there and there's still names floating out there that teams are considering cutting because they're no longer producing at what you paid them for contract-wise, mm-hmm. right? They're no longer doing the things that you were paying them an elite level to do, and so you can see guys, surprise guys, get cut. It is post-COVID year, folks. Mm-hmm. The craziness has just begun.
0: Well, and Crowder, uh, Solo came out and said Crowder's having negotiations uh, with the Jets office about his contract so you know they're wanting him to take a pay cut he's not going to want to do it um so there's potential there for him to get cut man that'd be nice dude yeah. jason crowder in san francisco that's not a bad one yeah
1: it's that's, not a bad one
0: it's interesting It's another least.
1: upgrade over kendrick Bourne,
0: right but i mean it, if you already have these other guys healthy do you need him
1: probably not but again depth yeah making sure maybe he right. wants to
0: come to the left coast maybe yeah
1: maybe justin houston what about bringing oh, in Justin Houston?
0: I would love it. I just don't know if what, what amount of money he's going to want to play for.
1: That's the problem.
0: I, I think that if they knew D Ford wasn't coming back, I definitely think they would go Justin Houston or it one of those guys. Makes sense. I mean, that dude would be great on the edge for the 49ers. Hmm? I mean, he's a veteran who knows what he's doing. He's got a great ability. Still got a very good first step, good hand placement, able to bend the corner. I mean, there's lots of things to like about him. Um, the fact he's not signed makes me think he's just wanting money. That's just...
1: That's, and and the, longer, the longer it goes, one of two things happens. He's, gonna get, he's not going to get the money he wants, or he's waiting because there are, there are options out there for him. Mm-hmm. There are teams that have offered him close to what he wants, and so he's just... It's a bidding war now. He's just kind of playing the field, waiting for something to be at or above what he wants.
0: Well, and Ingram's out there, too, and he's not signed. That's true. Those are, also. I mean, those are big name guys that you know are getting towards the end of their career, mm-hmm. but still, I mean, if they're going to be on a a very good football team,
1: and and if you're not following the the if you're not following the drama in Minnesota, there's Daniel Hunter, also he's having issues. He wants more money. He wants to get paid what he's worth, and his worth is very very high. The Vikings, as of right now, I stood firm that they're not going to renegotiate his contract. I like that. And that could spell problems in Minnesota with Daniil Hunter. And who knows? Maybe Daniil Hunter ends up in San Francisco. It's going to be... That one would be really hard. Yeah. That one would be really hard. But they should definitely explore the option. I don't
0: think that's going to happen.
1: I don't think They're so They're not going to want
0: to give up what they'll have to give up.
1: Yeah, they, there's a lot. You have to give up a lot for I that. mean,
0: the only reason we're even thinking Julio is a possibility is because they could take mid-round picks. Mid-round picks. Daniel Hunter's a, f- a first-round pick for Or sure.
1: Or you're going to have to give up, you know, a future first and a player.
0: Oh, a big-time player. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy's someone should, someone should ask
1: uh, Grant Cohn. Maybe he'll, he'll be like, yeah, you Daniel Hunter in and trade him Fred Warner in the first.
0: I don't think so. I don't think he's going to trade all-pro Fred at this point.
1: I hope to God nobody wants to trade all-pro Fred at
0: this point. No one wants to. Except for uh, Kenny. <laughs> Kenny doesn't want to pay a middle linebacker. Oh, Kenny. But, Kenny sometimes, I swear. I, I, I mean... I swear. But overall, I, I think that there are interesting options out there. Um, you, you know, Houston was definitely a good one. I, I think that that's somebody to keep an eye on. The one I'm worried about is corner. You know what I mean? I um, Would I love to have somebody that could ultimately make it so Dante Johnson wasn't on the roster, somebody that's an improvement over him? Yes. Um, but, I mean, I think they're planning on going with E-Man as a starter. It looks that way. And if they are, then there's no re- – Sherman's not coming back. You know, And I see these other guys are – the other teams are start signing these other corners that would have been considered close to that area. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be one of those things where a marriage between Sherman and the 49ers – might not be happening might not be the cards and maybe he does end up just i don't there's no way he's gonna play a backup role i can't see it so i try you to, don't see it at all i tried to talk myself into it and i couldn't made, made conversation with myself and i like, have nah.
1: had this conversation off stream and off videos yeah. before where i've said that maybe this is the maybe richard sherman has had his come to jesus moment his aha moment as it were he's a smart guy um, he doesn't want to not play in the league. Still, he still wants to make some money. He can still make really good money in the league, being a backup. Yeah. Or being a guy who plays situationally. And I've mentioned that, Dan. Said you know maybe he just maybe he's had that moment where he's realized it. And Ant under no circumstances is ready to to buy that to be the
0: case. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. I do like what Fable said about uh, none of the guys having championship rings and they'd be willing to play for um, little. Yeah, we talked about this before. Kind of that Ricky Jackson 1994. Um, where they come in play for you know cheap to win a championship, there are guys who are going to get to that point. If they don't get the deal that they want, they'll be more willing to make a champ, you know to win a championship and play for less. But they're always going to try to get as much money as they can first. Um, but, yeah, I think that's 100% that could happen.
1: I disagree with you, Jag.
0: I disagree with you on that there. He
1: said, don't you think it seems very, every year we end up paying out so much money on players that get injured, and then we have to scramble to get a player to fit in our system? No, I don't think that happens. Well, I, I it didn't th- happen in 2019.
0: I think if you're looking at it in a vacuum, then you're then you're right. Yeah, because you you paid D Ford, you paid Jimmy Garoppolo, um, you you know you've paid some of these guys and they haven't been able to contribute. Uh, Weston Richburg, um, but I think it's the high m- McKinnon. So when you look at it that way, yeah, there's been a lot. But when you, I guess, it's the high price guys oh, that no. have kind of not worked out.
1: Is it though? I mean, over the last three, four seasons, right? They've brought, they have signed north of 300 players. Yeah. We're talking about five?
0: But we're talking about the big name guys.
1: I get that they're the big name, maybe bigger money guys, maybe bigger money guys, but we have plenty of other big money guys on the roster who played games and were healthy.
0: Well, the guys that it's worked out for are, you know, guys like Kyle Yushchek. It's worked out. Hmm? You know, we brought him in, Richard Sherman. Overall, he got hurt, but it worked out because 2019 was so great. Hmm? Um, I would say the same thing for Jimmy though, because 2019, the way Jimmy played,
1: I, I get that last year happened. Yeah, but I mean, let's let's be honest. Last year was just a snowball effect of awful.
0: But you were expecting great years in 2018, 2019, and 2020.
1: 2018 fluke. 2019 everything a Niners fan hoped for. 2020 a compound of issues. Yeah but a lot of those issues aren't on.
0: None of Jimmy's injuries are because of Jimmy. I know, but I I think I can see how Jag is looking at it. I I get that. Yeah, because it is, if you really start looking in a vacuum, all those names are the big names. All their lower underrated signings have worked out fantastic. Mm -hmm. Jason Verrett, injury guy, it's worked out fantastic. You know, trading for Trent Williams, looks like it's going to work out fantastic richburg in small like... premise was was good 2019 when he was healthy was good but once again a guy that just you know couldn't beat the injuries i mean yeah that's how it looks but that's also the same thing we before
1: 2019
0: phenomenal well you're also looking to you could say that about the 49ers first round picks right because they had solomon thomas you know that was not good yeah and then they had what's the linebacker's name uh from alabama Ruben foster reuben foster thank you um it, so glaring. It was glaring because of that. But everyone since then has been pretty good. And here's the thing. You can mitigate
1: some of the damage of your first round pick not hitting by smashing a grand slam in the fifth. Yeah. In the fifth round with a Fred Warner and George Kittles and things of that nature. Right. Like you can, you can make up for the fact that you didn't hit in that first round. And like, let's be honest. I had this conversation with a guy who said, everyone's on Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas wasn't that bad. And I, and I had to have that conversation with him. It's like, my argument isn't that Solomon Thomas, Thomas isn't that bad. Solomon Thomas is a solid NFL player who's going to probably play for 10, 12 years in the league. Yeah. He's not a top five pick. Agreed. That's the problem. I think the, the only... problem with Solomon Thomas is that we spent a fifth round, like a, a pick five overall, I think is what it was. Or was it seven? It was third. It was third. Okay. We
0: traded back. It's just that's tricky. right.
1: That's right. So, God. <laughs> uh, so we get him third overall, right? Yeah. He didn't produce. He he no. produces like a late first, second round, third round guy. That's what he is. He was a back end of the yeah. first round, second round talent. Well, production wise, what he's done so far, um, and it just hasn't hasn't worked out. And part of it is like you said in one of our in our Gold Rush video, we we're talking about him a little bit. He's kind of a tweener. He's that tweener role.
0: Yeah, and if you would have flipped him and Kittle, and Kittle would have been the third pick, and, and he would have been a- the fifth round, everyone no one would bat an eye. I'll be honest, when you said he's not that bad, all I kept thinking was the fact you have to say he's not that bad. Probably means that he's that bad. bad. (laughs) Um, That was the first thing that popped in my head. But you're right. I mean, all these things, hindsight is 2020, and you're looking at it. Um, But the 49ers overall have made great strategic moves. And I think they have learned from their mistakes. They were trying to catch lightning in a bottle and sign guys that maybe had injury concerns. So they could get very great, you know, very good talent in there and play at high levels without having to pay as much. With some of the guys, and then some of the guys, they just knew they needed guys. They needed key guys in certain spots. Weston Richburg, they needed Kyle Usechek, they needed. They were looking for a quarterback, and it was going to be Jimmy Garoppolo, or it was going to be Kirk Cousins, and it just happened to be Jimmy Garoppolo because sure. he was available early. So thank God, by the way. Yeah, thank God.
1: People are upset right now about uh, Jimmy. Can you imagine if it was Kirk?
0: Oh, gosh, yes. Folks, can
1: you imagine if it was Kirk? Oh, my word. Oh, my word. Megan asked a question earlier, and we didn't didn't talk about it.
0: Yeah, let me know if we missed any questions.
1: Uh, She said, okay, real talk, which means you know she's serious. She never says real talk. Real talk. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) In their prime, Brady or Montana, who do you take? She feels like she already knows the answer, but she's curious to see if there's any surprises.
0: Montana. I don't even have to think twice. You put Montana in this era, Montana wins more championships and does more things because he wouldn't have got hurt because he would have been protected by the NFL. I mean, it's just it's a different era in a different world. That's why I don't really like comparing people from different eras because I think you look at Montana in his era with different rules and the quarter, uh, the, even the receivers were able to get mugged. It was a different type of football compared to now. I think Tom Brady is great now. I think Joe Montana was great in the 80s. I think you just have to keep people into the realm where they were. I think really, you know, if you're looking at it, that's how you should look at it. But I'm never going to back off Montana. I'm never going to pack off Jerry Rice. I I can't
1: I can't pick Brady. I can't do it. Yeah. I have to pick Montana. Um and it's just because of the era he played in, at yeah. the time with the rules the way they were um Man, how did it? No one did it. No one did that. No one did what Montana did before Montana did it. You know like, what else
0: Montana never did? Lose a Super Bowl. True.
1: Everything Brady is doing yeah. is to be better than Montana. Yeah. Just like, the you know, this is like the same conversation you have with LeBron and MJ and basketball on the other side all the time. People talk about this. It's hard to compare the two because the the style of the game is so differently. But if you ask me which era is harder to play in, it was Montana's era. Because of the physicality of the yeah. game, both on quarterbacks and receivers. Yep. Let's not forget that, folks. It was way harder to be a receiver back during those days than it is now. Receivers can do
0: pretty... Pre- receivers get pretty much free releases. Yeah. They get free releases, folks. Could you imagine Jerry Rice playing with this, all oh. the free releases? Oh! It's ridiculous. John Taylor probably would have been Pro Bowler every year, too. Yeah, the Niners would have had two of the best wide receivers in the league. Oh, 100%. Easy.
1: And, and so the game is just different. But if you... If you put Montana, who was great, when the rules weren't as strict, weren't as restrictive, right? There was more freedom. He was amazing. Put him in an environment where the the rules are more restrictive for everyone else around you. He's going to excel and he's going to exceed. Expect He's going to do even more than he already did because it's easier to do the things that he was already doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting conversation, Mm -hmm. you know. I I think Megan's right. It's kind of one of those comparing guys from different eras is always hard.
1: Also, Flabby said a great thing there. No salary cap in the 80s.
0: No, there wasn't. Yeah, I know. That's one of the big complaints from uh, one of my uncles. Niners bought every Super Bowl they ever had. Okay. Cool, man. That was the rules, right? I'm sorry I had a rock star owner and you didn't. (laughs) Those those are the rules, right? Go wear teal. Yeah, there you go.
1: (laughs) He was a magician. He was a magician. Uh, is it fair to think that we lost the Super Bowl because of injuries to our offensive line and we lost depth to our D-line? We couldn't keep pressure on Mahomes? 100%. Yes.
0: Well, 100%. Yes. If we would have had the full rotation of that defensive line in the Super, Super Bowl, a it's a wrap. We had, what, uh, Cattell? And who was the other guy that was um, out there rushing the passer? Not good. Uh, we brought back, um, what's his name, Earl Mitchell. Yeah. He was retired. And yeah. they brought him back. They are like, oh, here's number 93. Go have fun. Yep. Like... Yeah, that and they they played pretty good, but it's just not the same.
1: No, it's not the same. Wasn't well, the
0: same as having Ronald Blair and Julian Taylor and that that's the
1: thing that has killed the Niners the last two years, right? It's just depth at those positions. Yep. And the Niners have now addressed it. They they addressed it last year a little bit. Yep. We talked about all how deep this D line was, and then the injuries mounted to key players, and all of a sudden we're like, well, this 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 line is still deep. It's just not doesn't have the same the same punch mm-hmm. that it had. It was still a good D-line, it just didn't have the same punch. Now? Now? You brought it in Kerr? Oh! Kidlaw and then, oh, Samson! oh, I know. It's I'm the I'm, I'm the it's Wednesday my dude, dude every day when I think about the D-line. Oh! Ah! It's great. This D-line is more stacked than last year. Yeah, and I didn't even
0: think that was possible. You need a mystery. You okay over there? No, I'm good. Okay, yeah, right. I kind of worked up there. <laughs> no, I'm all right. Um, yeah, you know, I saw J.L.E. say John John Taylor was vastly underrated. Agreed. Um, John Taylor, this might surprise a lot of people. My favorite 49ers receiver of all time.
1: That's definitely a surprise.
0: I love Jerry, but John Taylor was my favorite. I just oh. loved. I loved his running style. I love that he could catch a ball and go ninety yards. I know Jerry could do it too, but something about John always stuck out to me. It's true. So he's he's one of my, he's my favorite my favorite receiver.
1: Brad asks who's the backup to Lance next season in twenty twenty two. This is a question that Ant is chomping at the bit to answer.
0: Uh, Nate Sudfeld. I don't know. Probably
1: Jane the Bay said at Josh
0: Rosen. <laughs> um, you know, what? I don't know. To be honest with you, I would think they would want to have a veteran if they think that. Sudfeld or Rosen step up, you know, kind of get ahead of the other one, I would think it would be one of them, but I would think that they'd want a quarterback that kind of um you thought you could win football games with, and I don't think either one of them have proven that you can win football games consistently. Um so I think okay. at that point, if you got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, you'd be looking to upgrade your quarterback position again. Um and unless one of those guys show to be something better than what we've seen in the past, I would think it's another name. Um, you know, an Andy Dalton or somebody like that that will be available because Dalton is already getting talked about not starting and he was guaranteed a spot. So, somebody like that would make more sense. A, a Connor Minshew, somebody like that. I think that has a Gar- lot more. You mean Gardner? Gardner Minshew. Sorry, the mustache always gets me. I got you. Um, but thank you for that. And just for. getting one of those guys, I think. That's what I'm here for.
1: Uh, look, I- at the end of the day, um, Brad, I'm going to throw you swerve here and throw you curveball. Uh oh. And Ant knows what I'm doing. And it's Jimmy. Jimmy's the starter in 2022, and Trey's still the backup. Nope. I'm going to ride that until it doesn't happen. Nope. So, there you go. There's that. Uh, if if it end, does end up happening, uh, the Niners are going to end up signing a, a vet presence. And let's just hope to God it's not Blaine Gabbert again. So well, let's just, let's pray. Pray it's not that. Pray it's not that. Jag says, Bill Walsh, Walsh way better offensive mind than Kyle.
0: I think he was he was... A guy that originated something that, I mean, it's completely transformed football forever. Um, the West Coast offense was was absolutely game-changing. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that regard, I would think he's a genius. I think some of the things that Kyle has done have been transcended as well. But you're right. I think Bill, Bill Walsh is, is the GOAT because and there's a reason that his book is called The Bible. Um, when it comes to coaching, that is, I've read that book. It's fantastic. It is a great book. Um, Bill Walsh was was just, I mean, crazy smart. The way he approached football had never been, it was all about how hard you could hit someone, banging heads, you know, all that. And he he put a real science to it and made everything. It was like poetry. <clears throat> my, my that's enti- what I like.
1: My entire coaching philosophy as a basketball coach shifted after reading that book. I was a young, I was really young when I started coaching. I was 17 when I started coaching. And I, when I started as like a, a, someone in a position of, actual, like, decision-making was 17. Yeah. Uh, and I read that book, and then my entire philosophy in terms of how I wanted to approach coaching changed. Right? It went from, you know, winning and working really hard all the time to, well, no, we need to emphasize and focus on certain things. Uh, it's got to be about the process. Yeah. Um, the key thing from that book of his, and that one of the quotes that stands out, and you posted it actually the other day. Mm-hmm. You posted it, and I was like, man, that that is a quote. Yeah, because if that's you follow us that, on Instagram, you can see it. Hey, you should go follow us on Instagram right now. We have an Instagram page. You should go do that this moment. Um, it's basically, to sum it up without having to quote it directly, it focuses and centralizes on everyday improvement. You want to yeah. get better every day. If you're doing that, then your team's going to be successful. That's the, the basic premise. Yes. Come in, get better, improve, that leads to success.
0: Taking the onus off winning. Winning will take care of itself when you do, do things the, the right way. Do it the right yeah. way. Do it the 100%. right way. It's
1: not about it's not about the end goal, it's about how you get there.
0: Yeah, it is. And and that was that was something that's great. Um, I think the 49ers have such a great history too that unless unless Kyle wins multiple championships, he's never even gonna sniff that area. Because I think it's Bill Walsh and then kind of everyone else. What's wrong? I seen a, I seen a thought. Oh, oh I dig Monica. Oh, hot dang. We're not even going to go there.
1: Uh, Alex Faulkner had said a little bit earlier, well, our edge rushers... He doesn't believe our edge rushers are as deep. He would argue against that. Uh, he knows that we like Ebbukon, but Ebbukon yeah. makes him nervous. Yeah.
0: Why? That's what I want to know. Well, why Ebbukon makes him... Because he's unproven.
1: I mean, I I, I get that. But yeah. Kinlaw was unproven.
0: Kinlaw still is unproven. I mean... To uh, a point. I would, has, would say, yeah. To, yeah, to a point. But, I mean, at, at, at one point, you just have to have... I guess I guess I just rely on like what I see... Like I, I say all the time the eye test for me, um, can I be wrong? Yeah. But I've been around football, watching football, coaching football for so long that I just look at certain skill sets, see the scheme and how it how he fits, and I'm like, Yeah, it's gonna work. And that's why I have so much faith in him. Hmm. I, mean, I mean that's just I mean, I I can't say it much different than that. There's no overall shining reason, you know, that there's a like that why he's gonna beat. I just I just see it. And
1: do Just I think there's a
0: feeling, Do I think the that court. the depth is a question? If you question Nick Bosa coming off the knee injury or you question D4 being able to play then yes, there's a question as far as depth at the at the edge rest position.
1: If D4 is healthy or healthy in terms of he's on the field and playing yeah. whatever it is that he's supposed to be playing and he's not having to miss extended periods of time then this this depth is insane.
0: Yeah, because then Arden Keys what you're Fifth guy,
1: fifth guy, sixth guy. Yeah, I mean, I I
0: think in that case you're you're sitting pretty good.
1: Uh, Megan, I do get very excited all the time. Mike Shanahan learned concepts from Bill. Don't you think John Taylor would be our number one wide receiver back then? I don't know about that. Jerry's still Jerry.
0: About when now or is he saying now? Now? Yes. Probably. And I think if John Taylor was at this on this, point in time, at, yeah. was, if he was playing today with his skill set on this roster, he would be wide receiver one.
1: If there's no Jerry Rice, yes.
0: Jerry Rice said if John Taylor wasn't his teammate, John Taylor would have been a number one receiver on all the other teams. Probably. I think he would. I, it, 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 he was always open. Well, he always, he, was, he would have been a perfect Shannon guy because he catches the ball without slowing down. Yeah, That's why he was perfect for Bill's offense. That's true. And he broke tackles, and he was faster than anyone thought. He Plus, was. let's be honest, in the punt return and kick game. Yeah, nice. He, he was, was nice. He was nice, dude. He was real nice.
1: He was nice. Uh, I think Bill Walsh was better adapting his offense to fit his quarterback strengths. Kyle seems more rigid to me. Uh, I, I think it's a little too early to tell at the moment. Well. Because Kyle's still growing as a coach. He's not He's not quite there yet. People, people forget. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's not like, he's not 50, 60, been doing this yeah. for 20 years as a head coach. This is his first stop, folks. This is the first stop. With time, I think he gets better. Of course, he's not Bill Walsh yet. When Bill Walsh took over, Bill Walsh had been coaching forever, as it was anyway.
0: Yeah, but that was his first head coaching job.
1: It was, but he had loads of experience by that point. The, the, Bill Walsh was an older, wiser man than most people people were at that time.
0: Well, he was a man also with a chip on his shoulder That's because it. he'd been he'd been done wrong by Paul Brown. And he was out to prove that you know he he was gonna get it done. Correct. And he had the perfect owner to do it. But Bill Walsh hit on his quarterback right away. And that's the big part. I will say this if Kyle Shanahan had Joe Montana or Steve Young, he wouldn't be as rigid. And that's what I'm hoping with Trey Lance is that he sees that this guy has these other abilities and he's going to take advantage of. The fact he was drawing up new plays, leaving Justin Fields pro day, makes me think he has wrinkles for Trey Lance and the offense is going to expand because a great coach looks at the talent of the team, and then uses things you know that are, are really good for his system and, and evolves his system to fit the talents and abilities of his players.
1: I agree. And I think that's every, every great coach does that. 100%. You don't try and make your players fit you. You make what you need to do or what you want to do fit the guys around you. Yeah. Um, and I think Kyle has done that. Can he do a better job of it? You always can as a coach. It's just a matter of finding the right way to implement it.
0: Yeah, and it's also finding adjusting to what you see. I mean, it is it is a learning experience. Oh, figuring out what other teams are going to do and how they're going to play you, and like you had it in your mind that this was going to work, um, and maybe it'll maybe it works now once you've tweaked a little something.
1: Monica and uh, Megan, you're going to make me blush. You need to stop. Kyle about to show off this year, Eugene? Probably. I, I would I would think so. And if he gets Julio, he really about to show off.
0: Yeah, I think they are a. Just over 30 points a game team. Yeah. If everyone's healthy, um, if you get Julio, I think they're a 35 point game a game team. I I think they can put up that many points because I think that defense is also going to shut people down. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're going to have a lot more opportunities.
1: There's there's also less pressure on the defense to shut things down, also. Yeah. If your offense can put up that point, your defense can take a sigh, like a, a big, deep breath, knowing that, you know, not every possession, it's not 2020 where you have to get a stop because you don't know if de- if your offense is going to be able to push the ball downfield or if they're just going to give it away yeah. right you can you can have some blunders defensively because your offense can make up some of that some of that some of those errors they can put you in better positions
0: if if the 49ers get Julio Jones 100% Jimmy Garoppolo will throw downfield more than ever 100% 100%
1: he's going to have someone that he can, that he knows he can put well, the ball well and he'll too. be
0: able to get Brandon Ayuk down the field as well
1: that's true that's going to open up huge uh Aiyuk's abilities he, he you know.
0: didn't play very much with Brandon Ayuk last
1: year. Now, that's the thing. I'm most. I think that's the thing still that the 49ers fans haven't quite wrapped their head around yet is you're going to have Jimmy with all of these weapons. Yeah. For the first time. For the first time.
0: For, for a first time when he's you know af, you know healthy and they're mm-hmm. healthy.
1: Yeah. Yep. Hundred uh, percent. Listen, th- there was another one where's Jay Ellies comment at thoughts on Arden Key and Mor- uh, Maurice Hurst. Are they going to be how are they going to be
0: using this team, and do they make the team? I seen I seen this, there's now a push from Maurice Hurst to not make the team. I've seen that lately because of the, the talk about Kevin Givens. Um, I will say this: I think that Maurice Hurst and Kevin Givens are going to make the team because I think Hurst is going to play more the three tech behind Kinlaw, and I think that um, you know Givens is going to play behind DJ Jones, and, and they're going to have Zach Kerr. I think Givens can play both spots, so he has some flexibility. Uh, I think you're saying Contavia Street is gone, and then I think Arden Key and Maurice Hurst will both make the team if the roster stays as is. If they bring in other guys, there's no guarantees. Correct. If as what we've talked about with Arden Key before, he's a good base four-three defensive end, um, so they could still use him because you need guys to rotate with both of them. I think Arden Key is has the inside track. We'll say this about Maurice Hurst: though. So his athletic ability makes me think they want to keep him on the roster. It's gonna
1: be that's the thing his. Yeah. His athleticism at that that interior D line spot, especially, is going to make him very, very hard to cut because it's an upgrade. Yep. Over the guys they've currently had and the guys that they've had in the past at that
0: position. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, Re- I think really
1: hard to walk away from that
0: potential. That that defensive line. I think if there was a question, I think everyone's been fair. It is edge D, you know, D line it, because you don't know the status of D Ford overall.
1: Someone wants us to do the Forty cut cutback intro live. Oh, gosh.
0: We're not not yet. From West Philadelphia, born and raised. Oh, (laughs) that's not the right one. No copyright strikes. No, no, stop it.
1: No, stop it. We don't want that. Uh, Look, man, i just... I'm so pumped. I'm so excited for the season. I'm so excited for... I think this is the first time in probably... man, probably like a decade for me. Yeah. It's the first time where I am excited about every aspect of what the 49ers are doing right now there's been a lot of years especially when i was younger where i was just like oh you know i want to see preseason because i want to see like some of these no-name guys who's gonna make the roster and then as i got older it was like nah i want to i'm focusing on just the starters or the defense or the offense i'm literally interested in everything right now yeah i'm interested interested in what the coaches are doing with the guys to get them ready what they're going to be implementing i mean the Niners have so many interesting and crazy storylines with this team D'Amico ryan's and the new defense right uh, fred warner in this linebacking group now with with the mystery third piece and shire or one of the undrafted free agents or you know any of the other number nathan of guys jerry. nathan jerry like who's going to be the third cog in the wheel there uh, the d line ken Law's development is he going to take the step getting one step closer to having the impact buckner had and making 49ers fans forget about buckner yeah is the db room set what are the 49ers doing at the wide receiver position the quarterback competition. Can the running back stay held? I mean, there are so many things going on. It's almost hard to keep track of all of it.
0: Yeah. It really is. Well, and that's and that's the thing. That's what's fun about football. Because <clears throat> the rosters are so big, there's so many things to talk about and so many things to get into. And the 49ers still have questions that we, we need answered. Those things will get answered mostly during training camp in the preseason, but some of them aren't going to get answered into the season. Um, and then I did see 49ers Minded, want, right, he wants us to do it live. I will say this, when we do a game on site at some point, once we get to that level, I'll perform it live, in person. <laughs> I love it! Yeah, and 49ers then, Minded, way to go. Yeah, then we'll we'll stream that. That'll be fun. Cause I figured, From
1: the alley oops to the key. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll get, we'll get that. that. I think that'll be fun. <clears throat> but No,
1: I, I agree. And Ant is the gentleman in the black hat, 49ers logo there, the nice yeah. black and white. And I'm Alex. Yeah. And Horst is out of town yeah hopefully be back by uh vegas next week. yes vegas baby <laughs> what happens in vegas stays in
0: vegas i just picture him going down the road doing the allen vegas vegas <laughs> woo, and leaning out the car window
1: <laughs> vegas baby yeah uh <clears throat> he thought it was a bay area rapper who did the intro yeah everything's done in-house here mm-hmm. everything thumbnails descriptions Juice, getting juiced before the podcast, like that's all natural. It's all natural juicing, you know. <laughs> no performance enhancers used here. uh my goodness gracious. uh I, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited, and we got a lot of good things, and we got a lot of the great things coming up here on the podcast too. We do. Um, we got a lot of great content. We're expanding in ter- our catalog in terms of what we're going to be covering and what we're going to be doing. Um, you know, you want to hit that subscribe button because who knows? Maybe we got a Madden League potentially starting to sprout up here and we're going to be starting that anyone who likes playing madden who knows maybe you get to run the sticks with me and we talk a little trash and have a little fun and cover and talk about some of the games on the channel here uh potentially fantasy football as well that's mm-hmm. in the works so if you like fantasy football and you enjoy it and you're not like anthony who doesn't like it I at know. all and hates it uh you know maybe you want to subscribe here because there's, there's a
0: real reason why i don't like it uh, it's because you i don't ever want to root against, against my the the team 49ers, yes and I don't I don't want to have to have Russell Wilson and be like, "Dude, I need Russ to get 300 yards. Listen. But don't win, don't beat the forty. ers I can't do that." Listen. Here's here's how I can help you
1: with this. Okay? We can have a special episode here on the 49ers comeback. It's called Drafting for Fantasy to support your 49ers. No. So you can draft every you can draft players that aren't going to be playing against the 49ers or if you do draft players that are playing against the 49ers, you can implement Alex's personal draft plan, which is you intentionally target certain players yeah. so that when they play the 49ers, you get to bench them guilt-free.
0: No, see, because I want to win. I want, listen. Dude, I am like... You can
1: ask, Megan. I finish in the top three of our fantasy league every year.
0: Dude, I am like the Hawks from Mighty Ducks, okay? It's not worth winning if, if you, you can't, can't win big. That's me. I'm not that way
1: when it comes to fantasy football. I, I, I care win. about the W. Yeah. And if I can get the W without having to sacrifice for my team on Sundays then I will 100% do it.
0: I just don't take the chance.
1: I don't have to take the chance because it's called strategery.
0: Yeah. Well, it's also called cheating and rigging it in your favor. Oh, how <laughs> dare you, sir? I had to, I had to do it for dare horse. you? I had for to do it horse. for a
1: horse. Matt right now is pumping his fist watching this at home, you big jerk. <laughs> you big jerk. Um, let's, so yeah, we got that coming up. Yeah. Um, you know, you heard us shouting out Jay in the Bay. Maybe we got a collab coming up with Jay in the Bay that you're going to want to be a part of yep. and, and be on. And... I'm not going to spoil this one, but we do have a very, very, very extremely special guest that's going to be coming on the show, but we're not going to say who. You're just going to have to wait to find out, so smash that subscribe button. Yeah. It's a a big one for us because we're very big fans of him and his show, so the fact that we're going to get to have him on, have a nice, wonderful, fun conversation, and a long one, um, we're really excited about it.
0: Yeah, and I think we're just expanding in the normal expansion. Um, but I mean, really, what I enjoy the most is all the all the people that are in the chat, mm-hmm. all the people that are here every single week and ask the questions, and that's really that's really what's getting us going with doing this because, um yeah, I mean, I've been I've been sitting working on some stuff like we we've kind of dropped a little bit, right, Alex? That we're going to be dropping merch pretty soon.
1: That as well. That's the other thing you get to look forward to is merchandise, and in fact, who knows? Hopefully by next Friday. You'll get a sneak peek, a sneak peek yeah. at some of that merch. I, I mean, it's, it's going to be, I, I'll tell you what, Ant has been grinding really hard on the merch front yeah. because I've been focusing a little bit more on on other avenues and things that we're trying to expand into. Ant's been grinding. The stuff looks great. And now it's just about putting it together yeah. and putting it into you know, like the actual picture. We got some sample stuff coming. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We're very excited about it. Uh, but man, I'll tell you what, if this stuff hits and pops, you guys are going to love this because everything looked, everything looked legit. It looks sick.
0: Yeah. And I got some new stuff that you haven't seen yet. Oh, I can't wait Inspiration that. has struck. Uh, I got some real good stuff. I've been checking out some of the other, uh, the other stuff and mm-hmm. I'll just say, I'm I'm kind of like our stuff better. My problem is I want one for everything for me. And That's true. Uh, that's I, true. That's true. Really, I was looking at him. I was like, oh my gosh, I want all that.
1: Hey. Uh, Gary, it's not Horst. Horst is not a special guest. He's, no, it's he's... not.
0: It's not Horst.
1: Um, and, and in terms of Megan Eganass, when's that show coming out? Uh, we're not going to say quite yet.
0: Yeah, we we we're, we're not going to say. We're not going to say yet. Um... We kind
1: of want to see how it goes because if it goes great, we're not going to want to wait. And if it it goes good and go goes well, then we're going to want to probably isolate it in its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when most people can watch it, because we want everyone to be able to see it, because I I feel like it's going to go really well. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. Um, and I see people lo- laying out guesses. You're not getting anything from us, JLA, I see you hey, out there. You're hey, not getting anything, Eugene. I see you with Grant.
0: You're not getting anything. You from might us. as well call us Shanahan and Lynch because we got no leaks. No
1: leaks. None of you are gonna know. You're not gonna know until it releases. I, I we'll will. Say, probably
0: a little bit of promo stuff before before it releases. Maybe like a day
1: or two yeah, before it comes out, I think so. you'll know. But you're not gonna know until we want you to know. All right, we're taking a play, page out of the playbook. We do want you to know though that we are gonna be working with Jay in the Bay. That is coming out sometime next week. Yeah, we will be week.
0: working with Jay in the Bay. So
1: shout out Jay in the Bay who's in the chat tonight. Uh, i got to set the time with him after this that's why i said check your dms man cuz cuz we're coming um <laughs> oh goodness <Can> gracious <laughs> oh jesus canny no charlie he's very slow listen I, I, no comment no no comment no comment at all whatsoever but it made me laugh <laughs> it made me laugh too uh, look it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun we got a lot of things coming to your guys' way um we're reaching out to a lot of different people trying to do more collab stuff so one of the yeah. one of the things that was on our list for expansion was collabing with more podcasts and more people. So that's going to be coming up. So you're not going to want to miss any of that at all. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is right now we're in the kind of time where we're we're growing, everyone sees us getting closer and closer to a thousand subs. And as we get there, we're preparing for, you know, the next stage and getting to the season. And there's going to be a lot of fun stuff that's going to be coming out and a lot of things for everyone to get involved in. And that's what we want to do is continue to grow. You know what we've been doing the you know the cutback crew and just get everyone involved and everyone excited about what's going on and what we're doing and that's the, that's the best part is the interaction it really is that there's nothing funner that that's part of the reason that we started talking football in general is because we love football you know i know monica asked in our comments and i haven't had a chance uh to you know to message back on youtube it's how we met because some people know we how we met but some people don't um i was a coach i mean and i met alex you know out there he was playing and that's how we met. And he kind of knew who I was already. Um, and then pretty soon he was coaching with me. But him and Horse met in high school, you know, and all of us have been coaches for many years and, and really doing that. Um, I spent 20 years coaching football. <clears throat> um, you know, decided when the whole COVID thing happened that you take a step away, um, but getting some offers, uh, turning them down because this is, this is what I'm enjoying doing right now. But uh, yeah, it, it, I think it's, it's, that's how we met. And so it's, it's, and we've, I mean, since then, that's what we do. We talk football, we talk sports, and we just have fun. It's been mostly football. It has. It has been
1: mostly football, well, but we, we would talk other things, and I, yeah. I've, I've delved into many different avenues of coaching. Football, uh, whether it was high school football, immediately after getting done playing in high school, to high school basketball, Yeah. Um, and back and forth with you, whether it was high school football, or youth, or whatever else we were doing. So we've known each other forever, um, and originally, fun fact, I originally wasn't on the podcast. No. It was something that Ant had told me he was going to do yeah. with, with Horst, and I was super excited for him because I was still coaching at the time, mm-hmm. and there was no way for me to get it done. And then COVID kind of happened, and my time got freed up, and my school wasn't having sports. Yeah. And they kind of both were like, hey,
0: you want to do it with us? And I was like, why not? Let's do it. I know, Crazy to think the first episode is me alone on the Anchor app. It's true. Just that's that's it that's, that's how far story. we've come too that's how that's, far we've come in
1: literally a year from you doing yeah. your first episode by yourself on anchor yeah to within like what four months after that i've been on like two or three times yep. to our first youtube video or our first youtube podcast not yeah. even video podcast yeah to like a month and a half later our first youtube video to now videos yeah. daily with a live stream on fridays
0: yeah it, it's, it's fun to s- it's fun to see it all it all come to fruition and everything we were thinking and doing um
1: people love weird looking dudes you're funny tommy
0: are they talking about you i'm assuming
1: so it has to be the nose i
0: couldn't agree more tommy
1: <clears throat> has to be everyone is still still trying to figure out who it is i'll tell you what you won't know until we want you to know and you know what that's the way we want it and that's going to be a lot of fun that way well hey eugene we
0: appreciate Thank that you a lot. Eugene. i appreciate it and eugene if you don't follow him on twitter give him a follow always great content as far as he brings up some good points on the 49ers, and we've had some good conversations on there. Um, big time follow if you haven't had a chance to do that, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I intent. see 49ers minded asks where are we located. We're in the Central Valley. Um, we're in a town called Lodi. It's near very, Stockton, Sacramento. We're in between that. Um, but we are about an hour, hour and 20 minutes from um,
1: San Levi's. Yeah, yeah, Levi's. Levi's. So,
0: yeah. I mean, if you take a party bus, it's like an hour and a half, so... That was a fun. That's a fun trip. True, I I enjoyed it.
1: You're a good-looking guy. Shut up. The nose is not big either. Ooh, is that from Megan? No, that was from Tommy.
0: Tommy, well, I appreciate that. Tommy, Tommy. He's, I he's I appreciate you know. that. You're hey, loved.
1: Tommy, do me a favor. The next time you're on Grant show, tell him how much prettier I am than him in a <laughs> in a tracksuit. The next time you're on the cone phone, be like, hey, listen, I know this guy named Alex. <laughs> Everyone jokes about him having a big nose, but I had to tell you because I saw him. The other day, I'm gonna wear. Uh, by the way, I, well, I'm gonna wear a tracksuit. Is today. Tommy
0: allowed back on Grant Show? I, I don't know. He's still timeout Tommy. I That's think.
1: true. It might still be timeout Tommy. He might. He might just be. It's Jimmy G itchy? <sighs> you better subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, you better hit that subscribe button. James. It's not. It's Gary. It's definitely one a thousand percent not Josh Rosen. We can confirm <laughs> that right now. And it's not Josh Rosen. No. Under any way, like any circumstance, at at this point in time. Josh Rosen has no plans to be on this podcast. In fact, we reached out to Josh Rosen. We didn't reach out to we Josh We didn't reach out to Josh Rosen. We really didn't, didn't, didn't do that. We didn't do that. Your oh, my gosh. That is better than Grant's. I will give you that. Your hair? Yeah, you for sure.
0: I've never broke down the hair. Do we need to have like a film study? Do we need have hair a film study? Grant's of, hair? Uh, yeah,
1: mine versus Grant's. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be a good episode. Everyone would totally watch that. Everyone would totally watch that. Alex is Jimmy G's brother.
0: There it is. 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 Oh, okay. So he, he is off. Uh he's off timeout. Oh nice. Gr- Grant apologized.
1: Oh, he actually apologized to Tommy. Wow. That's okay, impre- well That's Tommy's incredible.
0: back on the cone phone.
1: I like it. Tommy, get on the cone phone right now. I don't know about right no, now. No, he doesn't
0: do the cone phone right now. Um I see more. Caleb asked if it's Rombo. Uh we're not gonna we're not gonna say no. if it's Rombo or not. No. We do like Rombo. Love Rombo. Yeah. I appreciate the way that people just take over his chat. Love it. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. By the way, it, yeah, we've
1: sure. never done that. <laughs> no, we've never done that. is he streaming right now? Maybe we need to throw it off to, to Rambo. You to do a oh, Okay,
0: oh, he is. Hey, uh, Forty Nine er minded is out in Roseville. Oh, uh, def- sweet. Definitely know Roseville. Yeah, we know Roseville very yeah. well. Very nice. Very so, well. So he, yeah, he's 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 close.
1: Luigi, I like it. Lynch, go big. Who knows? Maybe it is.
0: Whoa. John Lynch, huh? On the on the show.
1: Hold on. Let, let, like me, let me let me turn right <laughs> real quick. Let me turn right. I can't turn left.
0: The blue steel, It's back. I like that. Maybe. My eyes were closed because I'm weird.
1: (laughs) Uh, Bring him on at the end. That would be really bad. Josh Rosen right at the end of the episode, Gary? I
0: I think since there's so much talk about the hair, if the Niners win the Super Bowl, we shave your head. No,
1: absolutely not (laughs) under
0: no circumstances. No. Mm -mm, Nope.
1: (laughs) See, this is the thing. I've had this happen plenty of times. I've had this happen plenty of times. Teams that I've coached. Yeah. Right? Coach, if we go to state, we just to shave your head. No. No. Under no circumstances.
0: Right, I expect it. Like, I expect why would I do something? Lou G says he's from Modesto. Oh, shout I like it. Yeah, Modesto. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not our joke. Someone from Modesto made that joke. True. Lou. Someone from Modesto made that joke it to is. us about the, his hometown. So it's like, oh my goodness. Megan, hell no. I agree. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you for coming to my hair's defense. I appreciate it. No, no, no shaving of said head under any circumstances.
0: Yes, it is very hot. Um, no, we don't need to do it. You know, he, he, see what he said about uh, how hot it is? He's, we live in one of those areas that's so hot he doesn't even want to visit.
1: It's, it gets hot. Yeah. It gets a little crazy out here. I mean, Cali- today Cali- was actually
0: a nice day. It was like, what, 95 with a little bit of a breeze?
1: Yeah, there was a breeze. I, I, I took my, my daily yeah. run at like 445 today, like right before we, we yeah. came over here for our pre-production show meeting. Uh, Wasn't that bad. I was expecting it to no. be a lot worse. It wasn't that bad. I
0: was lounging outside with some ex co, you know, ex work coworkers, and yeah, it was nice. It was, it was, it was enjoyable.
1: Yeah, four uh, hours, my dad. That's going to be a a problem for us at some point. Is the mods too? This is getting people to mod. We got people who want to do it already. So when the time comes, we'll have to figure that out. But yeah, no. He's got he 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 gets a lot of activity, so that that can be a big problem. Gary, under no circumstances in mohawk. I rocked the mullet in '96. We'll never do it again.
0: Mm-hmm. I have Thanks. a mullet.
1: Thanks, Dad. I enjoy it i'm not a big fan
0: yeah i have like the new stylish mullet though not like yeah
1: that's smart yeah that's that's smart
0: i have had a mohawk before i didn't know that yeah i had a flat top before okay yeah okay i got i got paid hey twenty dollars if you get a mohawk i mean if you get a a flat top i mean i was like cool it was like a week it was gone i had 20 bucks
1: (laughs) a bead of sweat just formed on my forehead just thinking about 95 degrees that's funny that's good that's good (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's it could be it could be pretty well, hot.
0: Yeah, it. it I mean, it, it that's me what's bad, bad is ninety five is comfortable. I'll tell you what's bad is when we would play football oh. when I was in high school. It would be one hundred and five to one hundred and ten in pads. That's why the Niners couldn't have training camp at UOP anymore. That's part of the reason it yeah. was super hot.
1: It's super hot, and I'll tell you what too. That's that's the other thing. I, I got to give credit to California teams, especially man. In the summertime, not Southern California teams because they don't they don't deal with the same level of humid heat and things of that nature. But man, when like when Oakland was out here, when the Raiders were in Oakland, right, and the Niners were in San Francisco, that is brutal when you're in training yeah. camp with pads later on, Eugene, later Eugene. Um, now I'll t- it is. It was hard in high school. Yeah, I don't even want to think about think about professional football practice and the beating and the wear down that you're doing. In that sense, in that respect, with all those pads on, going up against the kind of talent that you're going up against, huh? Holy cow! Holy cow!
0: Yeah, man, we got some some good temperature out there where Gary's at. Look at that, 71 degrees. That's oh, pretty that's nice. That's good old Canadian, isn't it? That is a nice day, good old Canadian. Foreigners, yeah. It, it's I'm sure it's hot in Roseville too. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It's probably hot as heck. It's probably yeah. hot as heck. Should we do our questions.
1: Yeah, yeah. Chat, go right now. Light it up, chat. Let's do our questions. We're gonna get ready to wrap this thing up. Anything else you guys want to ask us tonight before we sign off officially and send you to Rombo to raid his stream <laughs> again? Another Rombo raid? Where you tell you go in there and say, "Hear from the Forty ers You let them know who sent you and throw Forty ers cutback love his way from the cutback yeah. crew. We're gonna do that.
0: We do like Rombo. We love Rombo. We're gonna do yeah. that
1: after we take your. Questions. I
0: think there's a lot of people, you know, that we like. You know, we got Rombo um i was trying to think of some of the other ones like you know i think when i first started listening i listened to like locked on you yep. know eric crocker he's from our area he just yep. got he just got you know onto locked on actually with brian same, peacock same high school yeah i went to the same high school yeah as you not mm, me this not crosstown you. rival yeah. um but my school's better yeah i think i think there's a lot of you know uh there's a lot of guys i think people are bringing them up all over the chat you know uh like john chapman and um who, who else was they bringing up? Someone just brought
1: up Eric Davis. Eric
0: Davis. I love Eric Davis. Mm-hmm. Oh man, he was one of my favorite corners. I had that um, too. He's just fun to watch, you know. True. And I think his call is so iconic in the Vernon Davis the grab. Got it. Got it. Got it. And he gets Got the that's so great Itchy says that.
1: it's crocker for sure he's from the same area Ooh. oh man that's a good guess man. who knows you'll you'll never know until we want you to know right? yeah. i mean that's that's a little collab with
0: crock talk tv who knows who knows
1: who knows he's he's a part of a new podcast too i think he just yeah joined. he's on locked
0: on with brian right. peacock yeah, yeah he just jumped they off. Just joined yeah. on. yeah yeah
1: yeah oh yeah i can't commit to three hours okay
0: Thanks, uh
1: huxley loves john chapman
0: yeah, yeah, John, John Chapman's Chapman. great. He's fantastic, I, man. John Chapman was—I listened to. I used to listen to Locked On and to John Chapman's uh, Rush podcast when I first started listening to Forty Niners podcast. Mm-hmm. Those were the first two. Um, I I enjoyed Chapman's a little bit more than Locked On, oh. um, and I liked Locked On, but it seemed like you know, it was just like Chapman, just the way he approached the game. I liked. Oh, definitely. But both of them are good. Oh, no, they're
1: all—they're all good. There's a lot of great, a lot of good content in Forty Niners podcast. Agreed. I think the Forty Niners fans are kind of. Um, 49ers fans are spoiled in the sense of the rich history of the team, but there's a lot of good good people out there talking talking 49ers football. It's good stuff.
0: I see JLE saying nothing but Niners. Uh, Mike Andrews, another guy that he does a good job on nothing but Niners. Um, mm-hmm. He really does. Um, you know him and Wayne Breezy and all those guys. Wayne,
1: Wayne Breezy is another good one. And matter of fact, Wayne Breezy and I just connected and and just talked a little bit too. So yeah. who knows, maybe something. Yeah, those those
0: know. guys are good too. Those that's another good content. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Crocker's a beast. Yeah. You should have seen his brother play in high school. Oh yeah, dude. Woo. He was oh, a part of those uh, Lincoln Trojan teams. That was wow, some scary good team. That dude, dude. was le- that dude. His brother was legit. His brother was legit.
1: Yeah, it is absolutely incredible. Uh, I won an Ayuk jersey from Chapman. Tommy, congratulations! You
0: that is awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's... Chapman does a good job with the giveaways. He does. Yeah, he does. Hundred percent. Woo! Eric Davis. Yeah, the the way he made the sound. It was freaking great. Was a great call. One of my favorite calls. Yeah. That and anything with Starky with oh what a bonanza. I love the <laughs> what, bo- a what a bonanza. I oh, love God.
1: those. Forgot the what a bonanza. Um No, it's it's good stuff. You guys make all the other podcasts boring, Gary. Thank you, is, Gary. Be,
0: man. We love you, Gary. Yeah, Gary is awesome.
1: What are you guys looking most forward to
0: this season? I I mean, I I'm I hate to quit harping on this, but full healthy 100% roster week 1 that means a healthy Jalen Hurd, a healthy D Ford. I was gonna
1: say there has to be someone specifically.
0: I, I think those two guys. I, I think those are the two I'm. I mostly want to see healthy um, Jalen Hurd because you know how I feel about him, and D Ford because I know how elite that pass rush will be if he's healthy.
1: The the thing I'm most excited for <clears throat> is the reclaiming of the NFC West. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the Niners do what they need to do against the rest of the NFC West and reestablish themselves as the cream of the crop in the NFC West. I think all of those games are going to be entertaining for the most part. I think a few of them will be ugly in terms of like blowout wins for the Niners, but I think a lot of them are going to be really, really good and mm-hmm. solid and fun games to watch. Uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing Kyle do his thing, Jimmy do his thing, a healthy O-line, a healthy D-line, and, I mean, in all honesty, Fred Warner solidifying himself as not just the best linebacker in football, one of the best players in football.
0: Yeah, I think I think he's I think he's going to do that. I think this defense is going to take a step forward. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean just week 1, that excitement that we're going to feel just knowing that they're back on the field. And then the other game too against Green Bay when the the stadium's full again. Um I think those are going to be big. Oh, okay. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. I like that Gary said winning the Super Bowl. I like that.
1: Gary, I agree with you 100%. Right, right now. Yeah. Lock it up. Lock it up uh man i'll tell you what This is a lot of fun tonight uh this is a good time Uh, i enjoyed it it was good to be back it was nice having a little time to just kind of catch our breath and recharge our batteries and kind of just set the plan in motion for what's next coming up for this channel because we're very very quickly coming up to a thousand subs uh and we appreciate all you every single one of you who is commenting every day sharing the videos liking the videos subscribing all of that yeah cutback crew you are phenomenal um, this growth, everything that this channel has been able to do so far, can't happen without you. So thank you. Keep on sharing. Keep on helping us push to get there. Um, you're all a part of this just as much as we are, and, and we appreciate everything that you've done for us. And we're gonna keep pumping out high quality, great content for as long as we possibly can, and as long as you'll let
0: us. Yeah, and and you know what's awesome is that we're becoming like a family. All of us have our own little you know things and our opinions, but we all have an agreement that we want the foreigners to be great. The conversations are awesome and just the way that we're kind of getting to know each other's personalities not only people getting to know our personalities but us getting to know their personalities is there's a lot of cool people that are 49ers fans and i love the interaction i think that's my favorite thing is the interaction with other 49ers fans talking about 49ers football um i i it's what i look forward to i mean you know what I mean? I, I'll leave a party like I did today to come and do, you know, a live stream because it's that important and it's that much fun. And I love it. And I love all the good stuff that we've been getting that the comments have been great. Always good questions. Um, it's so much fun.
1: It is. It is a lot of fun. It's always a good time. Um, man, I'll tell you what, good to be back. Good to be back in studio. Good to be back here with the black. Back, back with the black. Mm-hmm. Gary, it's your back favorite. Back black. It's your favorite in the whole wide world. Um, and now we just need to get that chair filled and get horse back in here. And everything will be right as sunshine and rain. It'll be
0: wonderful and glorious. Whew! Man.
1: Ant. It's about that time, my friend.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Have fun with the Rombo raid. Enjoy oh, that.
1: That's true. We got a Rombo. Yes. Hold we- on. Hold on. Hold on.
0: You going to put it in the chat? Raid them. Yeah.
1: Rate chat.
0: E- enjoy it. I would like to say to everyone, thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. You guys are by far the best, um, bar none. And bar none, William Floyd, by the way, had to go there. Um, I did see someone ask about Tim Harris. We'll have to hit that on another episode. You Sorry will. if we missed any questions. If you have any other questions, hit us up. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. We're all there. Um, we're also always posting content. Make sure you join the conversation. And with that being said, Alex, you know what time it is? Let's chalk another one up. Unfortunately we ran out of time for Rosen again.
1: Oh uh, we ran out of, we yeah. always ran out of time for Rosen. Yeah. But hey, you know what's alright? Let Rombo know what's up. 49ers cut back sent ya
0: From the alley-oops to Keysar to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way. From off-season to game day. Yeah, we talked that. It's the 49ers Cup back there.